<laughs> All right. I believe we're recording now. So whenever y'all want to start it off, a warning. Uh, I also, I do have a salad, so I might be smacking over here a little bit. Okay. No worries. I got, I mean, I got a milkshake. Of, the homie's got a DiGiorno down there, so. It's not delivery. <laughs> it's DiGiorno. <laughs> Oh, it's something. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, welcome back to the Two Pokes Podcast. Um, my bracket is almost as broken as I was at the age of 15. I am your host, Sam Milik. Uh, this is a long one. I'm sorry. <clears throat> there are 48 million kangaroos in Australia and three and a half million people in Uruguay. So if the kangaroos ever decide to invade Uruguay, is it Uruguay? Uruguay. Each Uruguayan would have to fight 14 kangaroos. I'm your co-host, Cal Smith. That was a reach. And so- we are back, baby, with our special guest, our favorite guest to have on, hey. Mr. <laughs> Levi Paul. How's it going, buddy? Hey, it's great, boys. It's great. With that uh, intro, Cal, you were kind of hopping to conclusion. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Right, I'm going to leave. We got, uh, <laughs> we, got, we got Shane Hoffman out here with the puns. Hey, we've always had a pun every like that's mm-hmm. back to back weeks. Mm-hmm. Hey, I love puns, man. They're they're usually a good time. They, they usually invoke that type of reaction where it's just like, ugh, like almost just complete <laughs> disgust, or it gets a good laugh because no one was really expecting it. So it's oh, a good yeah. 50-50 shot that I'm willing to take almost every time. Hundred percent. But usually Worf. it's the disgust. I'm glad. <laughs> Small price to pay for salvation. Yeah, exactly. I just I just watched and finished up Endgame last night, so that's that's a. Hey, there you go. That hits hard, uh, Cal, or it hits recent. I guess I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I just heard that I just heard that line last night. So, um, yeah, so we're back. We've got Levi, um, GM of the Ocast. Uh, with us like we said we were gonna have him last week um to shoot the you know what and um cover some sports some march madness uh, we're also gonna do quite a bit of entertainment we've had um, quite a bit of that um tiktok obviously mm-hmm. um cal brought a mystery to the table so that'll be a good one mm-hmm. and um yeah so uh gentlemen how was our week how was our weekend um Physics too kind of ruined it, but they're not fine. <laughs> uh, still <laughs> dropping it. Uh, well, I actually did better than I thought. I didn't get a zero, so hmm, maybe not. Hey. <laughs> what would you get? A thirty-eight, ah! which was fifteen points better than my first exam. So, hey, there's still potential. There's it, still potential. I calculated my grade, and I have a sixty-nine in there, and the sixty-five and up is a C. So I may. I may write it out. I don't know. We'll see. There well, go. is there going to be a curve at all? Did everyone do bad? Um, he doesn't curve the exams. So, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, I don't. I know on our first exam, our average was a 49. <laughs> um, yeah, it was bad. Um, I think this one was better. I'm not sure, though. I think they said it was. But, yeah, uh, we had a 49 average on the first one. Jesus. You would think at that point, if it's that bad – you would go like, okay, I'm either I must be teaching it wrong some way. There's got to be low curve. This average was a 54, so that's not much better. better. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think like it's because of the grade curve at the end. 
Mm-hmm. Like how like a 65 to 75 is a C instead of a 70 to an 80 is a C. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah, I think the test should be curved. But that's just me. Um, <laughs> Goodness. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it's unfortunately like that. Yeah. Levi, how was your week? Uh, you, you know what? The week's been pretty good. I, I'm going to be honest, for the majority of the week, all my classes were either canceled or the assignment was due in the next week. So I was like, I'm going to put it off a week. So I spent the majority of the week kind of just relaxing, which was good because usually you don't get the chance to. So it was, it was a great time. But uh, also at the same time, I'm kind of like, I should have at least had gotten something done. <laughs> so this upcoming week is going to be a little hectic, but not going to lie, it's been – I don't mind it. I, I don't mind having a little relaxation week and then just have a week where it's just off to the grind. So I, I can't wait for that. So that will be pretty fun. That's good. That's good. Yep, yep. And also while we're doing that – for anybody who ends up hearing some stuff, uh, I may or may not be eating a, a salad that's got some crunchy crunchies in there. So, I woke you did not know where you were going with that. Where you're I going with I that? thought you, you, I might thought you meant here, like might just a rumor about you. I did not run that. Y'all hear, if y'all hear not, anything not, about me, it's not true. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't run over that toddler on Main Street <laughs> and then back over it to make sure the job was done. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, no. <laughs> that might be oh, worse no. than last week's. That's worse than last week's. Max oh Andrews. no, Terry! Throw him reverse, Terry! Reverse, I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get an email from Max Andrews. Hey, can you come meet with me in my office? We need to have a chat. <laughs> to be fair, though, Sam's comment about Purdue actually helped helped me and Sam at least in our brackets. Mm. It did. It did. Oh. Um, but we'll get there. <laughs> oh, we will. By the way, oh, yeah. uh, Oral Roberts just took down Florida. Yeah. Mouth good for Bob Oral U- Roberts, man. Good, good for Mouth Bob University, you know. But yeah, like Sam said, we'll get to that. We'll get to all that. that fun stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Gentlemen, I got my uh, second COVID vaccine um, hey. on Friday, and um, I think I've ever wanted to die more in my life. Did you get any superpowers? Um, to be determined. If you call chest pains a superpower, then yes. Super yes. strokes. Currently dealing with that. <laughs> Current- Jesus Christ, Cal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just saying. I've actually been seeing a lot of stuff of, of people having heart attacks from the COVID vaccine. Oh, gee, thanks, dude. You're welcome. Thanks. Hey, if it helps you out, the only thing I had, and it was the first day, was just, well, it was mainly like a couple days, but just arm pain in the arm where I got my shot. Mm-hmm. Then the second shot, I literally had nothing, no, oh, no side effects or anything. Oh, the second one's the one that's supposed to be the worst. Yeah, yeah would you I like know. to hear? Would you like to hear my list of symptoms? Oh God! Go ahead. As I take another bite of salad, fever, chills, hot flashes, aching bones. Um, what else, Cal? Um, ho- uh, delirium. Um, I was completely delirious, Cal. Uh, the group chat on Friday. Um, oh yeah um, like grace was waterboarding them because he had like yeah. a towel over his head i had a towel over my face because my, my my cheeks were really red and were really hot so i put like a cold washcloth on my my girlfriend put a cold washcloth on my face um and uh yeah so it's that was waterboarded yeah that's what it looked like but Jeez. um <laughs> but uh and then yesterday i just had like i was just tired 
Um, my arm pain went away after the – I slept on that arm that night and woke up and it was fine. Um, today, I've just had really bad chest pains. Jesus. It also doesn't help that every single day that the vaccine has been in my symptom uh, in my systems, I have been taking pre-workout and working out. Um, so on Friday, I squatted heavy and had pre-workout. And then yesterday, I took pre-workout to wake myself up. <laughs> to wake out. yourself up? And, and worked out. I worked out. Um, worked out a little too much because today I went back in with the chest pains and thought taking pre-workout was a good idea. Um, no. Um, my chest hurts a little worse now. Um, when is but, pre-workout a good idea? Um, in never. those type of situations. It's <laughs> really never, but you know what? It's okay. <laughs> You'll it's say okay. that. I'm alive for now. <laughs> call at three in the morning. Hey, I'm in the hospital. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's her job. <laughs> She's going to put you in the hospital. <laughs> she, yeah, she probably will, honestly. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. So, I'm all good now, though. Um, I don't have any fever. I don't have any shakes, anything other than the chest pains, um, which will hopefully be gone tomorrow. Um, or else I'll be a little concerned. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> get vaccinated. And sometimes you don't show the symptoms. Sometimes you're like me and you do. Anyway. <laughs> hey, maybe with those super strokes, maybe you'll be a couple steps away from getting that little Iron Man chest. Oh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Does have a constant defibrillator going on in the middle of your chest. Just shocking your heart. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I do die, Cal can put my little iron man arc reactor on a bed of flowers and float it down the river <laughs> float it down what the river in oklahoma no what do the, you like the ohio river <laughs> i ain't going to ohio <laughs> you, all you gotta do is go to kentucky that's not even better that that's still like a six uh, you can fly you can fly i like flying also no. i don't think i'd be able to get that security with your Defibrillator. Yeah, it'd be a TSA wrist. Anyway. I was about to say you're going just like. So what's in the back? Oh, you know, just a just a re, just a glowing my, defibrillator. My buddy's heart. <laughs> he he dead now. <laughs> no, this is what you do. You put the completely unrelated. You get me. You get me cremated. You get me cremated. And then in the Ziploc bag that my my ashes are in, just dump it in there, and they won't want to take it out because you're like, this is my buddy in his ashes. <laughs> this has gotten too dark. The no-no bag or the I, forever bag. I got something to make it a little bit darker. I, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make it a tiny bit. For what you can do with those ashes, and since, since it's from Ohio, once you get to Ohio... Get some out and LeBron them. <laughs> I'd do that. That's pretty funny. Oh, you oh you drive to Ohio to do that? But you LeBron them. Okay. Oh my god. I, I told you. I, told I see you. where your alliance is, Cal. What's wrong with I'd still be doing it? I, I could do both. I could pour some in the river and then I can LeBron the rest. <laughs> Just make enough to where you're gonna go. You just gotta get a little bit of hate. Hey, that way it spreads a little bit better. Yeah. True. You'd probably yeah. go in the river anyway. Just gotta get My the right gust of wind. And I float down a bed of flowers by the river. <laughs> then again, if you do if you do it at the wrong angle, if the wind's going your way, it'll just go back in your face. Yeah, you know, in my look. Gets... 
Now he's covered in ashes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are we ready for entertainment, boys? Yeah, I have some. Yeah. I have some interesting stuff. Me too. All right, Gary. Gary. Gary made it for another week. Gary's on thin eyes. Well, that intro, Gary. Entertainment stuff. Anyway. All right. So, Cal in Levi. Yes. Mm-hmm. The iCarly reunion is happening. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew it was happening, but um, Miranda Cosgrove, who played Carly, Jerry Trainer that played Spencer, and Nathan Cress, who played Freddie, um, all posted for an Instagram pic this past week. Um, made my heart really happy. The only thing missing was Jeanette McCurdy. Um, but she said that she will not be joining the reunion, citing that she regrets a lot of her career choices and Sam Puckett being one of them. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I... I know, and I, I know, and I know she also <laughs> like stayed like wanting to focus on directing now instead of acting. Mm-hmm. But yeah. also, like I, I don't think, I don't play think I don't think playing Sam and iCarly or Sam and Cat was just a horrible career choice. I mean, Sam and Cat sucked, but <laughs> I wouldn't say it was like that was a her fault. <laughs> Dan yeah. Schneider's fault, yeah. I think it might also have to do really with like the other various things that surround the show about like how I believe it was Snyder where like where other various things were going on in the background that also were related to yeah. Jeanette McCurdy. I think that's probably what it, what it has to re- go around, but it, it probably won't feel the same, but you just got to figure out what direction they're going to try to take this in to at least fill that void. Yeah, they, could say, I mean, they could say that Sam went to prison. Yeah, that'll be the easiest thing. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't her mom in prison? Oh no, she was in a mental asylum, wasn't she? Something like that. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. she like came back, and it was like the lady from Glee. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh yeah, I can't remember her name. <clears throat> oh, I know who you're second. talking about. I can't remember either. Yeah, she has a game show now. She's in a she... lot now. Oh, Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch, that's Jane who Lynch, it was. Yep. I also remember her from Glee. That's where I remember her from. Yeah, yeah. She was, she was also the voice of that one lady in Wreck-It Ralph. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, the uh, army chick who got together with uh, Fix It Felix. Yep. Fix It Felix. Yes, bro. Yes. Fix It Felix. What couldn't else fix Ralph. <laughs> Ralph takes the internet. Couldn't fix that movie. I did not like that movie. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad, but I felt okay. I don't think it. I've seen it actually. I fell asleep during it. Ouch. Have, uh, have you? I got a question. Have y'all ever had that movie where, kind of around the same lines of where you slept through, but like made you angry watching it? Where you're like, I I wish I was never here. Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice and what? and and Justice League, uh, the the um the Joss Whedon version. Ooh. Okay. Um, I don't think I have. The only movie I've ever slept through was Moneyball. I went to see it in theaters, but I thoroughly enjoy that movie. Oh, see, yeah. I've never, I've never fallen asleep in a movie theater, but every, every now and then, uh, the girlfriend and I will put a movie on, and it'll just knock me out. I don't yeah. feel that. I think I've slept through the movie theater two times, and it was for the same movie. It was, <laughs> yeah, I went to go watch it twice. But I believe the same part made me fall asleep 
the first hour of Rogue One. Ah, yeah. Where it's 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 all the political stuff that truly in this the whole scope of the movie doesn't matter at all. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. And then the movie that I've watched in about halfway through, I just didn't want to be there anymore. The second Godzilla movie of the most recent set of Godzilla movies. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I've heard that was like a. I mean, I heard that one no. was pretty solid. No, no it, it, wasn't. it wasn't. As a person who wants to see a big lizard destroy stuff, uh, that was there for a, a fifth of the movie, and the rest was human dialogue that was terrible it was the the wife of like the main family like turned evil for like no apparent reason like i'm going to protect my daughter while setting of course like it was either godzilla and i was like i forgot it was godzilla if it was like other various like big beans or like it was basically destroying the world to save her daughter's like that is counterintuitive and a dumb reason yeah, it was not good in my opinion either. Yeah, Y'all it, are still excited for Kong versus Godzilla though, right? Yeah, who we got? Who we got for that one? Big monkey. Big monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Sniper monkey. <laughs> Honestly though, like I haven't been watching any of those. I watched Kong Skull Island. That was the only one I watched. But after the first trailer, I was genuinely excited for that movie because I feel like we're actually about to see like an actually good monster movie. That's why I just want to see Big Lizard versus Big Monkey, and then I, I will be happy. And oh, I yeah. Just, and I just want Big Monkey to win. That's all I want. Because <laughs> Big Monkey is the best. And it's like, you know, it, I like seeing all the TikToks. <laughs> oh, bro, I can't wait to get to TikToks. That's some really funny stuff. Monkeys there's are some good stuff. There, there's always some good stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'm honestly excited for that movie. I just hope just limit the humans put them in there for like 20 minutes we need to do this and this and just have them shut up and let me let me watch let me watch just the two big monsters battle out maybe throwing mothra in there somewhere like they did in the other one and i forgot who else was in the other one but there was another big monster but i can't even remember i i dislike the movie that much that i just put the one mode in there that i really hate and then i don't remember much else about the movie but like, just make it a monster battle. Just throw them all in there. Have Big Monkey come out on top, and I'm fine. Big Monkey, <laughs> fair enough. I, I'm so much into the monkey craze that my main in Smash Brothers is Donkey Kong. Obviously, there we go. I love Donkey Kong hat to death. <laughs> DK, not DK. funny. <laughs> Didn't laugh. <laughs> Y'all ever seen the DK rap? Oh yeah. I and think then, so, yeah. The meme where they and then there's Chunky. He's dead. <laughs> He's oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> DK Chunky's dead. I, I, I love it so much, man. RIP. Uh, RIP the chunk. So y'all kind of sent me on a tangent last week with the Avatar series, like the blue people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a little digging, if you will. Uh, found out Avatar 2 and 3 are actually in post-production right now. Mm. And Avatar 4 and 5 are in pre-production right now. 3 is in post already? Yeah. Oh, uh, here's, here's the release dates for them. Avatar 2 is set in 2022, 3 2024, 4 2026, 5 2028. Oh, goodness. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, I'm worried then. If you already have a third in post and it's coming out in three years... Yeah. Oh, that's going to be – that's a big budget. 
That's either well, going to. Oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, to be, well, I mean, you look at how much money the first Avatar made. You know, yeah. two point seven billion dollars or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that will spill over into all the other movies, and yeah. I mean, people are gonna watch all five of them regardless of how good they are. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I don't know. I'm just really wondering if doing all those in just bunches, if everything's going to work out great and if everything in post-production is going to look nice. Cause I'm just wondering if literally they're doing like so many avatar movies, are they just going to take it in a direction that just becomes less interesting? I just don't know what they're going to do with it. That's all I'm more curious about is what is the story even going to be? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I mean, like I know like on Pandora, there's still a lot to explore in mm-hmm. terms of like, we haven't seen a lot of it. And I know they're kind of going into that way with Avatar 2 of going in, like, the underwater tribes and stuff. But still, there's only so much you can do. <laughs> Not to mention, this is all from scratch, too. Like, there's right. no, like, sources to come from, like, with the Marvel movies and stuff. So, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what Cameron's doing right now, but oh, well. Yeah, I, I've got no idea. Uh, I'll watch the second one to see where it goes. Uh, if I don't like it, well, then I'll stop watching them. But uh, yeah. if I do, then, uh, well, you got me hooked. I I really like the first one visually and the story was so-so. So we'll see where that ends up taking us. I think it's going to look pretty no matter what. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it's going to be one of those movies that we could be five generations down the line when it talks about, like, visuals for television. It's still going to look oh, nice. Oh, 100 Just- Avatar One is still like that. Oh yeah, exactly. It was it was cutting edge when it came to visuals, and I assume this one will be as well. That's what James yeah. Cameron is known for is with the majority of his movies. At least in some way, it innovates something. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Snyder Cut came out last week. Um, Burned four hours. So I'm here to tell you that it is actually better than the original. Um, I, I didn't. I don't. I don't. I don't. And last week, I wouldn't have seen myself saying that. Um, it's broken into several parts that are like clearly labeled. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm taking it part by part. So I watched part one last night, um, which is basically just introducing, uh, it's recruiting Aquaman and I think Wonder Woman as well. Um, and uh, presented in 4-3 ratio. So it's not full screen, but it gives it a much more like filmy, cinematic, classic vibe. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like more of like a film noir vibe, mm-hmm. but in color. Um, and like Levi said, it's four hours and two minutes long. Way too much time to dedicate for one movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So um, I will be taking it time by or part by part. I've seen like a lot of good reviews. I've been a lot of stuff I've been seeing has been on TikTok. But I've been seeing a lot of good things about it. And I, I'm like you, Sam. I did not think it was going to go well. I thought people were going to be super disappointed by it. But so far, it's lived up to all the expectations. From Yeah, yeah from what I've heard altogether, it's a really good – I'm not even going to – it's more of a mini series. It's not really a movie with it being four hours long. Yeah. yeah. But uh, from all the things that I heard of, like, at the end – it sets up for a lot of seat for a lot of sequels that at least in the current moment are not going to happen, yeah. which we all knew that's what justice league was going to set up for. It was bringing everybody together. Then eventually give them their own story down the line. I'm just wondering if that's going to happen. If Flash think, is going to get one of cyborg is, I have no idea. 
I think I Flash, Flash will definitely Flash will definitely be getting one. I know, like he's been they he's been slated to get one for a while, over five years. Yeah, yeah. but I think, well, I you know like Josh or not Josh, uh, Zack Snyder had like two more Justice League movies prepared for after this, or like yeah. he knew the direction they were going to go and stuff. So I think after seeing this one, you're going to have everybody ride again for Warner Bros. to release the other two or to produce the other two. And plus, mm-hmm. he, here's the thing right now with Marvel doing their shows, which it's just once per week they throw out their little shows. It's not not like a big like action-packed how you're going to get with their movies, how it usually leads to various things. You're going to have the opportunity, if DC wants to, this is where you can kind of grab the public's attention and bring them back in DC's corner because after like after Superman and then Batman v Superman and Justice League that wasn't the Snyder cut it it tarnished all of DC's reputation and then Shazam was able to bring it all the way was was able to bring it back a little bit same with Wonder Woman and then the second Wonder Woman movie which I need to see that one I really want to see that I do too but it was able to bounce back just a little bit so and then the Snyder cut from what it looks like is decent so if I'm DC, I've tried to see if you can rebound a little bit and keep going in this direction. I really just hope with Cyborg in in uh, in the Justice League, please, oh, please, live action Teen Titans, I need it. Well, DC, mm-hmm. DC already has that TV show going on right now, though, but yeah. Cyborg's not in it, which I don't know if the character made an appearance on that show or not. Right. Well, like DC's been producing like a lot of shows, but they've all been animated. But yeah. they've had like a monopoly on the animated TV shows for forever. Oh yeah, well yeah, they've, uh, yeah they had like they've been doing animated shows. They've been doing non-animated shows for so long. I just kind of want like an official like if they're still going to try to do a DC cinematic universe, just give me like throwing it back to like the old school like the old school Teen Titans that we know about. Yeah, but where where it's Robin, Beast Boy, uh, Starfire, Raven, Cyborg, take on Slade. That's all I want in life. <laughs> Beast Slade like, like, to a pulp. Yes. Honestly, though, like DC had the lock on TV shows with like oh, yeah. you know you had the Green Arrow TV show, you had Flash, and then that produced a whole bunch of others. And so only until like recently, really, Marvel's gone into the TV show yeah. arena and actually has done good. Yeah, with you know kicking off with WandaVision. And now mm-hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier, and <laughs> I just think Marvel at this point has picked up so much steam and momentum, and they continue to live up to expectations. I de- I think DC is not going to be able to keep up. Well, well, they're going to well, Marvel's most likely they're out of the movie game. I believe this year it's all going to be television shows because you've got Captain America well, that's going to be writing for pretty much the rest of what is it for the rest up until like the end of May. Uh yeah, because or halfway through June I think because yeah, Falcon you had, and Winter Soldier yeah Falcon yeah. Winter Soldier goes that long and June eleventh is when uh Loki yeah Loki will start I'm I'm very interested in that because that's an alternate timeline and I am so curious how that happens because in the quote unquote current timeline like Thor and Loki ended up on good terms and so like this is still Loki that is kind of still mad at the world a little bit mm-hmm. so i i'm so curious how that is going to go but then oh. like i just so 
Okay. Huh? I just I just don't know if there's like any movies that Marvel are, is actually going to put out this year. What about well, Black what about So Black far Widow? there's I think five so I'm looking at a list right now. You have Black Widow that's supposed to come out May 7th of 2021. Um okay. you have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings set for July 9th, 2021. We haven't heard are anything from I haven't that. Heard anything about oh, you haven't heard this next one. I've seen a deal that's like this is either going to be one of the best movies or it's going to flop majorly and it's the Eternals movie for November fifth. Yeah, 5th. yeah. yeah. that is one. one that we've heard nothing Dude, about. Kumail, is it is it Kumail Nanjiani? Yeah, got absolutely yoked for that. He movie. did. What, he did what Chris Pratt did. Because yeah. Chris Pratt was like fat after Parks and Rec, and then mm-hmm. they're like, how's he? <laughs> it was same deal with the. Uh, the Shazam uh, actor, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Zachary Levi. Yeah, they're like, how are they gonna get, get big enough? And then they put on all this muscle, and everybody's like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, Spider Man No Way Home is set for December 17th of this year. Really? Because it just feels like with how dominant these television shows are, like, I feel like it seems like, oh, we're just gonna do television shows for the rest of the year. And I, I think everybody'd be like, okay, that's all right. But it's just like all the movies are radio silent because after Black Widow got uh, set back, everything about that has been turned off, been radio silent. Literally all the radios have got, all the movies have gotten no, no, uh, no promotion or anything Mm -hmm. like that. So I think part of that is just they're super uncertain, uncertain with what is going to happen going forward. Right. Because of COVID. Yeah. And I think. I think by the summer we'll kind of start to see more advertisement from it, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Um, this is like the perfect um, segue into Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, first episode dropped on Friday. Um, Levi, did you get the chance to watch it? I unfortunately did not. I was in my phase of I'm going to wallow and kind of sleep for all day. So I did not get a chance to. I think I'll okay. try to Tuesday, though. Okay, so we'll keep it as spoiler-free. I will say, though, um, I, I do know, though, I'm one of those people, and I'm sorry for being one of those people, where I go and watch reviews, so I do know what happens in the episode. Okay, well, I do that, too. I do that, too. No shame in that. Um, I don't really have much to say about this one, but I really did enjoy the episode. I did, too. Um, Bucky's definitely going to be the comedic relief here. Um, definitely is going to be awkward with that old dude now. Um well, I don't think he's going to tell him. No, no. But I did enjoy or, that flashback. That or he's going to kill the old dude, which is what I thought he was about to do. No, 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 no. I don't think he'll do that. I think the old dude will get killed. Yeah, probably. Not by book. Um, I can already tell the series is going to make me cry. Yeah. Um, I love to see the character development from Sam um, and some of the like the struggles that, that he um, and the rest of the Avengers face in their daily lives, like uh, more specifically that insurance scene where all the guy wanted to do was like selfie with him and asking yep. questions about Iron Man and all that. And it's like, dude, I'm just will, trying to get alone here. Love that he can save the role but can't boost your credit score. I also don't understand why he didn't. I mean, he's he's paid by the government. Sam? Yeah. Not anymore. He works for the military. Not after uh, Winter Soldier, because he got blacklisted and stuff. That's right. Okay, His well high, then, shield went down. So then what was he doing in the beginning of the episode? He was saving with, a... 
Oh, well, they're probably not paying them. He's probably a contracted for hire. Fair enough. Or, I mean, like, or, I mean, I don't know. Because I think it was, you know, it's a little different because he's trying to get a loan for the shrimp boat. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he's not going to be able to pay for that. But Which, if you notice, I'm pretty sure that's where they filmed uh, the Forrest Gump scenes. <laughs> no, I'm, like, being dead serious. I'm pretty sure that's where they. I believe it. It looked familiar. Can we um, talk about like the uh, the Captain America that looked like the grandpa from Up in the Face? Oh yeah, oh yeah. U.S. Uh, agent, U.S. The, agent. This little punk. in the in the face just looked like the grandpa from Up and looked like he was about to instead hit somebody with a shield, like pop a balloon somewhere. So, do we think that U.S. agent has the Super Soldier serum, or is he just some punk dude wearing a? Uh, Captain America esque costume with oh, with Cap Shield. I think he does, and the Flag Smashers do. That's what I think too, Cal. I think the Flag Smashers have the Super Soldier Serum. Um, I think Zemo was able to get some of it. I don't think Zemo's working with them. I do too. I th- because I, I, Zemo no, hated. Oh, no, no. I think they are. Zemo hates superheroes though, because that was his whole point of Civil War was to get rid of supers. But maybe with now, what it might be is to now at least like scrambled the boundary between what is actually a superhero kind of like there is a show on amazon i can't remember what the name of the oh, show the is. good boys or whatever is the, good... the boys yeah wait and... is it you talking about a superhero one mm-hmm. that's where, the boys yeah where boys. basically the line between good and evil is so extremely scrambled to where like a guy who basically has superman's powers is the most evil person possible yeah Mm-hmm. So it might be doing something like that to where even though the government is trying to get involved and trying to handle it, government people might take advantage of that and they scramble the line truly between what good and evil actually is. I Screen Crush talked about it, but I definitely think that Zemo is going to help Sam and Bucky at one point get rid of the Flag Smashers because they are supers. Because, I mean, like, that was what motivated him all throughout Civil War was to, to break up the Avengers because of what they did to Sokovia. And it kind of is what... The whole point of the Accords Wars was supers need to be kept in check, and the best way to keep them in check is to eliminate all of them. Yeah. But um, also just have a feeling this show is going to give us a really our first in-depth look at what happened to the world after the blip and the effects it had on governments and foreign relations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be pretty cool, I think. Um, we got to see Rhodey, which is what I was not expecting at all. Oh, I was. 100%. That was out of the blue to me. I also liked the tip to the um, it was the what the 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 women and men line instead of saying men and women. Did you notice that? Mm-mm. It said women and men who defend or you're talking about like the I don't know I can't remember the exact line, but instead of saying your usual men and women, they said women and men, and I was like, huh, vibing with the times, Marvel vibing with the times. Mm-hmm. So, um, what else I got? I was eating parallels with like Peter giving EF to Mysterio and then yeah. Sam giving up his shield. Um, also makes me wonder if the government would have intervened had Sam not given it up freely. Um, mm-hmm. Also, we got to see the Weeper, which we haven't seen him since the Winter Soldier when he was hired by Nick Fury to. Uh, That's what I was saying. I knew he was from Winter Soldier. I was I was watching. I was like, I think that's him, but I'm not sure. But then you know, I watched Screen Crush's video, and they're like, that's the same that's person. The same which guy. is, he's a big time Captain America villain. 
Yeah, so I was like, to him, I was like, I was like, haha, Captain America beat the crap out of you. <laughs> um, and two times, and then two um, times, and then notice how he jumped out of the plane before it exploded or the helicopter. So yeah. he's still alive. Well, maybe that's a lot of debris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's got a, a glide suit. Yeah, fair, I guess. Um. Also, we got movie level action scenes. Speaking of which, like those action scenes were absolutely insane. Yeah, um, you can definitely tell they're using that movie budget they got. Um, also, the agent that Sam was working with, his name is Hakeem Torres, and he actually becomes the Falcon when Sam becomes Captain America in the comics. So they could very well be heading in that direction with what a lot of people are thinking is going to happen with Sam. Mm-hmm. And then also, Steve very well could be alive still, and they everybody just thinks he's dead. See, I don't I, – I think so too because I, after watching Endgame last night, I did the math. If Cap and Bucky are the same age, then that makes Cap 106 as well. But if he was 30, say 36 years old, when he went back in time, He's a little younger than 106, so he might be in his late 90s. Yeah. Well, and also the super soldier serum definitely is going to affect aging, too. Right. Right. I think he's still alive. But we I just, I think the main problem is that is that the Russo brothers had one theory about what Steve did, and the writers had another theory. And I can, they're not going to address it in this show at all. I can already tell. And Feige already confirmed that we're never going to see Chris Evans as Cap ever again. So, yeah. But that's all I got for that. I have some other stuff, though. Okay. Um, Monsters at Work uh, is a Disney Plus series streaming on July 2nd. Mm-hmm. It is going to star Mindy Killeen, uh, ben, ben Feldman, Henry Winkler, Winkler Lucas Neff, Elena Ubach, and they've all been casted as new monsters for this new series and are set to star along Billy Crystal and John Goodman as they reprise their roles of Mike Wazowski and Sully. Uh, so yeah, there's that. And then also, uh, the Oklahoma State Alumni Association posted on Facebook, uh, this will throw back Thursday. I thought y'all would find very interesting. In the spring of 1976, the streakers were in full force on Washington Street, which would be what are named the Strip because it's an unusual fad. And then on this particular night, 5,000 students packed the strip as streakers rode the Sterling Stockade Bull down Washington Street and sailed it into Theta Pond. <laughs> People proceeded to float the bull in the water and use it as a diving board, despite the 20-degree wind chill. <laughs> I, I will like, apologize. <laughs> I would like to say I'm surprised, but I'm not. But I'm not. Yeah. Because <laughs> think about it also, back then – in the 90s let's be honest things were a lot more crazy in the 90s so they could oh yeah get away, easy because they could get away with that stuff then yeah <laughs> you can't get away with that now so yeah they were they were the generation that could set up everything while we had to follow all the rules yeah easy <laughs> um yeah, that didn't surprise me one bit and then also just more marvel stuff uh the secret invasion series which is about the scroll secret invasion of government stuff uh, actor kingsley ben adir has been confirmed to be casted in the disney plus series and is set to star across from nick fury as the series main villain uh nice. we, don't, we don't know who the villain is 
some people are thinking it's the Super Scroll. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for entertainment, dude. That's all I got for entertainment as well. Should we go into TikToks? E. All right. Levi, do you have anything else? Uh, the only thing I might ask is like, did y'all get a chance to see like any of the Grammy stuff? No, I did not. I saw it had the lowest views ever. I heard, I saw that um, Phoebe Bridgers did not win, but um, Elton John still didn't hit someone like he said he was going to if she didn't win. So I did see someone make a drawing that said uh, it was it was in, inspired by that. And it was, um, you're about to get crocodile clocked. <laughs> crocodile rock. <laughs> and it was, Elton, clocked. it was Elton John with uh, rainbow brass knuckles that spelled his name out. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, I saw that that uh, Billie Eilish won some more. Mm-hmm. Which I'd um, like to say I'm surprised, but I'm not. I'm not. For um, how young she is, she's so incredibly talented. Who were our rappers that, that won? Uh, I know that uh, Meg Thee Stallion won Best New Artist. Uh-huh. Uh, let me take a look for rap. What was the winner? Because I can't, I can't remember that off the top of my head, TBH. And there's so many dang awards. Yeah. Grammy winners twenty would it be twenty twenty or twenty twenty one twenty twenty. Uh, best R and B performance was Beyonce with Black Parade. Okay. Uh, best R and B song. Uh, okay. Oh wait, no. Oh, this was my favorite award of the night, though. I'm I'm still going to the rap thing. It's literally all the way down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. But best progressive R&B album uh, was It Is What It Is by Thundercat. I love Thundercat half to death, and he's an mm-hmm. amazing artist. So I was happy to see that. Uh, oh, yes. Best rap performance was uh, Savage by Meg Thee Stallion and Beyonce, uh-huh. which beat out uh, Deep Reverence by Big Sean, bought by uh, Baby, What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow, The Bigger Picture by Lil Baby, and Dior by Pop Smoke. Which I would have either had like I understand Savage was so big and so is Meg the Stallion. Yeah. I would have put either the bigger picture by Lil Baby or Dior by Pop Smoke, one or the other. See, I would have done bigger picture 100 percent because I remember when that song dropped. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it when it dropped, it hit hard. Yeah. I I, um, I probably would have went the picture bigger picture because that was such an impact statement right there. Yeah. And it, it's definitely Lil Baby's best song out so far. Oh, but yeah. like the political statement it made, yeah, I would give it to Lil Baby by far. See, I am one of those people that thinks that Lil Baby is the best. He's at his best when he's a feature, mm-hmm. but that song is the only exception. That is, I'm not the biggest Lil Baby fan, but mm-hmm. that song made me understand like how he's big and like his sound works and just mm-hmm. the way it was in that performance it was perfect mm-hmm. so I, I that to me is his, his best song and then also for best melodic rap performance uh was anderson pock uh lockdown i don't mind that i'm i'm an anderson pock fan uh, i'm but, not personally <laughs> but <laughs> i respect it uh the uh, the other uh, nominees were rock star by the baby mm-hmm. uh laugh now cry later later by Great. drake uh yep. The Box by Roddy Rich, 
and highest yes. in the room by Travis Scott. I think you probably had to go the box. I mean, yeah. with how big, it, like for him not to get something in here, that's a travesty. And then best rap song with Savage by Meg Thee Stallion and Beyonce. I love how I've looked at all this and it just looks like it's got like Beyonce and all her people. Then it's like, oh yeah, the song is Meg Thee Stallion and Beyonce. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then again, the nominees were The Bigger Picture, The Box, Laugh, Cry, Laugh, Laugh Now, Cry Later, and Rockstar. Like, I'm just so mad. Like, like Roddy Rich should have got something because even though, like, you can say this year was dominated by people like Meg the Stallion and Doja Cat, like, Roddy Rich's The Box was dominated the pop, just dominated charts for so long. Mm. He should have got something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then this one might be, I, I don't know like how big you, you guys are all in just, are in just like albums, but best rap album went to King's Disease by Nas. Interesting. His first Grammy. That's his first? Yeah, like Illmatic didn't get one. That's disgusting. Like I would have gave That's him- That's disrespectful. Look, Illmatic is one of the best albums ever. Ever, yeah. And he didn't get one for that. But he got yeah. one for King's Disease- where as a person who's listened to it, I would have given it to Alfredo, uh, that is Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist, which is Alchemist is a great producer. I would have mm. given it to that or The Allegory by Royce to Five Nine, the guy who's really known usually for being Eminem sidekick, but has done yeah. a lot better over the past like few years. Yeah. So like I understand it's to me it's kind of a legacy thing for Nas because he's still putting out decent music. Yeah. But, like his big stuff was way back then and should have got recognized then yeah that i feel like that's taking an award away from somebody else but i mean i'm fine with it being nas yeah me too that's still shocking that it's nas's first grammy as well yeah oh. see i've only recently gotten into the, the heavier i've gotten into powerlifting the more i've realized that i don't need like metal in my ears to like get me angry like getting angry doesn't really get me anywhere mm-hmm I need like a good awesome. vibe. I need like a good vibe. And rap is the perfect place to go. You put on rap caviar, you put on um, um, there's a hype playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the Spotify generated ones pretty good. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you do a lot of Ariana Grande. Um, 34 plus 35, you know, you know. Um, <sighs> I've been listening to that. Um, I actually hit a PR to that and I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Can we stay up all night? I was like, okay. Um, like push, <laughs> push that bar up. Uh, yeah. For for me, whenever I lift, it's either like because I got a little bench in my house, so it's either I just get out mm-hmm. my reps real quick, or I gotta have some kind of hip hop on. It's just that's what I've always, when me playing sports, it's always just been hip hop's going, and it's the push type of thing. Let I, me um, let me turn you on to something. Okay, you may be. You may be already on it, but um, Benny the Butcher. Okay. Listen to Benny the Butcher. Um, who else? Conway the Machine. And okay. um, obviously the out. It's it's under it's 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 around the same lines of the Alchemist. Okay. Um. So yeah, West Side Gun, Conway the Machine, Benny the Butcher, like that Brooklyn kind of hip-hop like 90s style just 
I, I play it right now, but there's it's not clean. So and, and um, I don't know we'd have to just beep 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 yep, beep, yep. beep. I don't want I don't want to go through bleeping that again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you uh, have you listened to Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist? Yes. Phenomenal. I Phenomenal. was about to say. I was yeah. say if you haven't heard that, you need to. Yes. That's that's the podcast recommendation of the week. Recommendation of the week from Levi, y'all. <laughs> yep, Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist. That's mm-hmm. the new thing. I'll just every week I'll just come on with the suggestion. You'll cut it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, right. I, th- I think that's all I've got now. Okay, cool. All right, TikTok time it is. Gary, where you at, bud? You're slacking. Okay. Um, Quicksilver TikTok. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've seen uh, a lot of those. <laughs> Basically, it's like when your mom wants you home in five minutes, but you're in another state, and it's the it's Sweet Dreams by uh, by Earth, <laughs> and and uh, your feet walk into frame, and it's like that scene in X Men: Days of Future Past when he goes and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's good. yeah, it's good stuff. I've seen a lot of guys. My favorite is that they all wear different outfits. Yep. <laughs> like, or it was like you want someone asks you to race and it's someone walking up in crocs and they go and they yes. put it in sport if you will the one i saw was like whenever you have to go through all four disney parks in seven hours and it's him point up in like knee high socks and new balances or it's that spider-man 2 line you have like seven minutes to clear 18 blocks or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> go go goodness um, I'm in a do it for my squad <laughs> talk. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of, yeah, that kind of stuff. Goodness, I <laughs> take one for the team. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm in. Currently, from what I just got into, I'm in therapy gecko TikTok. Therapy gecko, yes. <laughs> I love have therapy seen, gecko. Have you seen the one of the guy that's like, I think God is calling me. Yeah, <laughs> and he just ate a bunch of, of my roommate's brownies. Yeah, exactly. He just like ate a whole tray of brownies. That is hilarious. I and then think God is calling me. And then I'm also I can't remember the TikTok user, but it's uh, it's it's the one where it's like yeah. I, I can take you there. I can, I can take, take you there. Yeah, it, yeah, it's the main dude. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. It's like Nunu or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Not what you're talking about, yeah. But then, like, I, oh, I can take you there. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but like, I saw a controversy on Twitter where everybody's like, but he's copying other users. It's like, well, don't a lot of people on TikTok just copy from each other? Is that yeah. the name of the game? Pretty much the whole point of TikTok. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I've also I've I've been deep into March Madness TikTok. Oh, some of the ones Cal sent me. Uh, (laughs) It's like I wish there was I I guess I can bleep myself here. Um it's like Texas thinking they're gonna make it far. Some Christian school in the mountains. (laughs) My favorite one Cal sent me was um Ohio State really thinking they had this dub, but then they got beat by a by Bob University. 
<laughs> that's also a bit part of mine is just making fun of Oral Roberts oh yeah that's another thing <laughs> all the basketball schools that are not verified on Twitter are undefeated right now yep yeah. Oral Roberts and Alboin Christian yeah yep it's crazy man oh man I just need someone to make a TikTok of like Texas trying to get to the second round and Abilene Chris is like, psych, I lied. Yo, access denied. <laughs> I just, I just like all, like the psych I lied are hilarious. Call psych, an ambulance, call an ambulance. But not, not for me. For me. <laughs> I saw your, your tweets this weekend, Levi. Were... But when I get on a roll, I get on a roll. And speaking of like where we're at right now, where I assume this might be going up tomorrow, like sometime around like six o'clock or wherever. Yeah, like Oklahoma State right now is playing Oregon State and at halftime, I don't know if you guys got the game on somewhere. We are down by 14. Oklahoma State is down 14. Ah, no. It's been an offensive poopy. <laughs> yeah, plus uh, Maurice Kalu, who, who is a former Oklahoma State player, has been going ham off the bench. 15 off the bench. Anyway, uh, a wider uh, note. Um, powerlifting TikTok. I'm deep into it, but it's also been calling me out. Uh, it's like trauma, childhood trauma, things like this, blah, 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 sadness, childhood trauma, this, childhood trauma, that, picking up heavy amounts of weight and putting it back down. And I was like, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's really, it's really calling me. That's really, it's really calling me out like that. So thanks, TikTok, I think. And then there was one that was like, uh, parents are gone for the weekend. You know what that means? Creatine in the dog's water. Get this dog big. And it's like a little shizu. <laughs> Speaking of uh, creatine, I saw a ketamine TikTok today. Oh, about the horses? <laughs> yes. It was yes, like, I, I made this you. horse tranquilizer. I sent that to you. Yeah. <laughs> I made this horse tranquilizer. Only use it on horses. And, and it's like some, like, the some are veterinarians like, are like, Here's a horse tranquilizer. I'm only gonna use it on horses. And there's like other veterinarians. I'm not gonna use it on horses. No, it was it was it was the the, the creators were like, yes, I have found a, a sedative for horses. This will put horses to sleep. And then it's veterinarians. Ah, thank you for this <laughs> sedative for horses. We will use it to put horses to sleep. And then it was like some random dude at Coachella. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put horses to sleep with this. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. TikTok be oh. crazy. We stay it. in ketamine in this household. <laughs> we the two post podcasts do not do not condone ketamine use unless it's for horses. <laughs> That's like we unless we plan to get yoked. <laughs> but creatine, on the other hand, uh one scoop every day keeps the Keeps the hair from falling out. Keeps the sad voice in your head from coming out. <laughs> anyway. It, it, it's one scoop a day before that song about I got depression turns into reality. Got depression. It's the, it's, the, it's the one scoop a day keeps Simon and Garfunkel's mad world out of your head. <laughs> one scoop a day keeps you away from Mad Max Fury Road for real. 
when scuba day keeps oh you away God. from first floor express y'all put too much into creatine <laughs> i love creatine uh okay that's all i got for tiktoks <laughs> i think we're good on tiktok <laughs> move on move on move on we're all in right. the bunker now boys now comes the part that i hope isn't super long but probably will be i need to cry so maybe hey wait well what about mean mysteries oh Cal, Cal, i keep forgetting about that gary my guy i I do it one week and everybody forgets about it sorry Cal. oh okay okay gary (laughs) take it away Okay, it's me, mystery time. But this time, I'm not presenting you with a mystery. Cal is. Ooh. Let's hear it, buddy. <laughs> down in the swamps of the... Bi- I'm not even going to try. Uh, down in the, down in the swamps of the Down bayou. in the swamps of the bayou works a mysterious beast. <laughs> um, anyway, it's called the Rougarou. Um, this creature is rumored... Don't look at me weird. It's French. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, Sorry, uh, this creature is rumored to stalk the swamps of Louisiana since the 1600s, but still haunts the swamps to this day. Uh, has strong ties to the state of Louisiana and even super stronger ties to the French section, as I just mentioned. Um, it's rumored to be a shape-shifting creature, but mostly, mostly resembles what we consider a, a werewolf. Uh, it's said to possess super strength, a natural speed, and extremely heightened sen- senses, and can stand anywhere from seven to nine feet tall. But can it take a shotgun blast to the chest? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'll talk about how to kill it in a second. Hold on. Okay. Um, uh, the early versions of the Rougarou are incredibly similar to the werewolf, stating that if you are scratched or bitten, you too will become cursed. Uh, once one is cursed, they find a strong ca- craving for human flesh and blood and often turn on those closest to them. Um, in the early colonial period, if you were suspected or admitted to being a Rougarou, you would be tried and brutally executed. Um, early legends say that if you don't full, if you one didn't fully observe Lint, you would become a Rougarou, but it was later altered that instead of turning into one, one would hunt you and kill you in the night. Um, a more monstrous legend of the Rougarou is called the Curse of the Rougarou, and in this folktale, a human has been cursed either by witchcraft or by disobeying God and must remain a Rougarou for 101 days. During this time, the cursed one is in their human form by day and creature form by night. While in human form, they appear to be sickly and remain secretive about the situation for fear of death from the locals. While in Rougarou form, the creature is constantly on the prowl or victims to satisfy its bloodlust. After 101 days is complete, the curse can be transferred on from the current victim to a new victim. But only if the Rougarou draws another another human's blood. Why did you pull up that picture? Because it's on Google. What is that? It looks like a Wookiee. Bro, it's the Rougarou. Anyway, it draws on another human's blood while it's in its monstrous form. And this can be accomplished by either biting or scratching. 
It looks anyway, like, it looks like Chewbacca <laughs> when you have to go that, like, that, that looks like the the Chewbacca knockoff from Spaceballs. Bro, Callum sending this to you. You gotta post it when we drop the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Some say you could use like a knife. You know, you know. Let me finish. <laughs> uh, some say you can use a knife to kill it, but you're not allowed to tell others what you witnessed or else the curse would pass to you. Uh, for this reason, this was actually kind of eerie to look at. You don't see a lot of news reports about it, and when people mention it, the locals often get very skittish and uneasy. Like This is something that's real, taken really seriously in Louisiana. And, um, but... There was a huge spike in reports that occurred after Hurricane Katrina with reports of a large creature stalking the swamps at night. So, Fascinating. There you go. So what I want to know, did you already say how to kill it? Oh, yeah, you did. Use yeah. a knife, a kniff, a if knife. you will. But What kind um, of knife are we talking about, though? Yeah, are we talking about which are Bowie knife? A Bowie knife? He just said a knife. Are we talking tiny-ass pocket knife? Are we talking like... Big old machete. It didn't specify. Can I use a multi-tool? <laughs> well, a Swiss Army knife work. <laughs> Will Leatherman work, my good sir? <laughs> Indeed, good, good boy. This is positively busting. <laughs> anyway, that's all for Mean Mysteries. Y'all Cal- can I just get a big old broadsword and just smack him in the face? Yo. <laughs> Who do you, man? Can I go medieval? You do you. Cal, this was amazing. You're welcome. <laughs> the Rugaroo. Rugaroo. Um, let's see what else can I find? Ah, they have an action figure form too. All right, we're going to the penalty box. Um, hang on, I ain't done yet. <laughs> I am. Oh, even better. A fa- he, he has a family. You can't kill oh. him. He's got a family. Can't kill him. Actually, wait. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anyway, sorry, Cal. That was actually really like that one. Whatever. Cal. (laughs) (laughs) Never did it again. No, I liked it. It was good. (laughs) We're supposed to make fun of these. It's called Memed Mysteries for a reason. Cal seemed like he got really offended right there. No, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I am not hurt. I am not hurt. (laughs) I quit. Thanks for joining the Poke podcast. I am here. (laughs) We just hear the Sarah McLaughlin music start turning on as soon as the shows are in the arms of the angels. Oh, my. (laughs) Take some some creatine and toughen up. Whatever. Okay, it's penalty box time. Gary. The penalty box. All right. Uh, free agency. Um, from my understanding, we're just going to run through every team's um, picks yeah. and um, just like do if there's someone who's like, particularly honorable we'll we'll talk about them um i would personally like to start off with the cincinnati Bengals, um if if i'm allowed mm-hmm. okay you just want to jump the list okay well, yeah, okay yeah okay come on jump the list i mean it is one of the b's so well I, actually i believe it's the first one on the list alphabetically because you know what it stands for bad team bad team <laughs> yeah after you do the Bengals, i got 
I got it all pulled up. We can just right. go through it all. I... All right. Um, so the Bengals seem to be in a brand new era. Um, they We no longer have Andy Dalton, A.J. Green. Uh, we released Geno Atkins, and Carlos Dunlap has been gone for months. Um, so depression has set in. Uh, yeah. but um, So that's why Cal- there's more creatine. <laughs> well, you saw will- who they signed that quarterback. <laughs> well, Cal will tell you that I jumped ship. So um, Wait, the, mm. the Bengals signed a quarterback? Oh, wait. Never mind. Uh, never mind. I was thinking of a different team. Yeah, you're thinking. Oh, of yeah. yeah. I've the jumped other B ship. Team. I've jumped ship. What? Anyway, what team? <laughs> uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh no, um, you didn't go to that team, did you? We'll, we'll get there. Um, so I'm gonna. No, talk I about will it. jump gonna... through this computer screen and slap you. <laughs> he went to two <laughs> other B teams. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk about who the Bengals signed real quick, and then we'll I get there. I will jump through <laughs> this computer screen and slap you if you went to that other B team. We'll get there. We'll get there. You already got a B quarterback. Don't do that. The, the Bengals signed. I don't even know. Is it Chidobi Awuzie? Is that yeah. how you say it? Chidobi Awuzie. Yeah. I don't even know where Awuzie. you're, you're he's, a cor- he's, he's a the, cornerback from Dallas. The star um, corner in Dallas. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want me to name all of their signings and then circle back to the good ones? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, they got Brandon Allen on one year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, offense tackle Rowie Weef. Rowie Reef. To a one-year deal, defensive end Trey Hendrickson, four-year, sixty million dollar deal, defensive line Larry Ogunjobi, mm-hmm. uh, one-year deal, uh, Chidobi Awuzie, like Sam just said, a uh, three-year deal, uh, twenty-one point seventy-five million, uh, corner Tony Brown, one-year deal, corner Mike Hilton, four-year deal, twenty-four million, uh, safety Brandon Wilson, two-year deal, uh. And then Clark Harris, one-year contract. The long snapper, yeah. boys. Um, Thank so, you. I didn't know what LS meant, and that's yeah. why I paused. Yeah. So, um, Same, my, what's the good signs and what's not? What's good is we have some offensive help um, in the form of – I'm pretty sure you could throw Trey Hendrickson on defense and we'd be fine. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that we're going to keep him on defense. Um, we have Riley Reef from Minnesota. I think that's a really good asset. Um, yep. Definitely some O line help there, especially if we get Penny uh, Sewell from Oregon. Um, it'll be really good. Um, Larry Ogunjobi, I am so hyped about this one. I loved his performance in Cleveland. Um, he doesn't have to travel far, um, and he's a multiple year deal, if I'm not mistaken. Um, one year. Oh, he's a one year? Okay, he'll get resigned. Um, Brandon Allen, this is what confuses me. So we, we released Ryan Finley. Um, Ryan Finley signed with the Houston Texans. Um, which I think spoiler, I will get there. Um, but um, I think that's an okay move. Um, and we re-signed Brandon Allen. But who was the better quarterback in Joe Burrow's absence? That would that would be Ryan Finley. So we also got rid of our guy, um, our kicker, Harvey Bullock, or whatever. Oh, the boy, a Randy Bullock. Randy Bullock, yeah. Bullock. Like a, or yeah. as they they called him, Fat Randy. <laughs> Fat Randy, yeah. Fat Randy. We used to make fun of him when I was little because he was like the fattest kicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been on the team forever, so I was shocked when they let him go. But um, yeah. Now, so Larry Ogunjobi, I would say Awuzie um, is a really good um, one. Mike Hilton, um, he's betraying, that was the big one for he's me. Be, he's betraying the Steelers on that one. Um, so that means he's a, he's forever now. <laughs> yeah, he's a traitor now. Yeah. Um, but 
which I mean, Hillen had, I mean, he had an okay year uh, mm-hmm. with the Steelers. So, but I think that's a good help for their secondary, especially about Awuzie. You know, you paired them up. Tony Brown resigned. I think the secondary is going to be pretty good or decent at least. We got some solid ones in this free agency, and I know everyone was super worried that we weren't going to get any offensive people. We did, mm-hmm. and um, defensive too. We beefed up defense. We definitely. Com- I'm a big Geno Atkins fan, um, just because I grew up with him on the team. Um, and I can see what he's what he can do. Um, so we definitely um, filled his filled his spot. The one yeah. that I'm just I just don't know if he's going to perform up to where he was last season because it just seems like now everybody's like, all right, we're going to step it up our contract here, Trey Hendrickson. I just have exactly. No, I'm I'm worried. Uh, yeah, because he could easily go back to what he was doing uh, before the contract season and not live up to what the contract's going to be, but. I love Larry Ogunjobi half to death. That's just, it's just so weird to see him go in the same division. Yeah. The same with Mike Hilton. That's just weird. I hate that you guys got Chidobi Awuzie because I was still wanting him to resign over in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and the thing is, we're not going to resign a corner. I, I assume that means we're going to get either uh, Caleb Farley or we're getting uh, Patrick Sertan in the draft. So I guess that's okay. But like, Chidobi Awuzie is pretty decent, and that's going to replace William Jackson, who we'll talk about him going later. But Chidobi Awuzie is a good signing. Really love the Riley Reese signing. You need offensive linemen to project, protect Joe Burrow like your life depends on it. So that's pretty good. Yeah, and we, and we, got, and we got exactly that, and we're going to be getting that. Yeah, so, and the per- perfect thing uh, is, yeah. is he's a vet. That's the one thing is he didn't just want young guys who were inexperienced. You were wanting the vet to go out there and help lead. I think Riley Reef was a good sign. Yeah, I'm sorry, Karsten, but he's ours now. Um, anyway. Look at All me. Right. Look at me. He's my right tackle now. <laughs> um, All right. All right, Cal. All right. Uh, I'm just going by whatever the list is. I think it's by division. Uh, so we got AFC East first. We got the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Mitch Trubisky signed a one-year $2.5 million contract. Uh, running back Taywin Jones, a one-year deal. Wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders signed a one-year deal. Uh, tight end Jacob Hollister signed a one-year deal. Offensive tackle Darrell Williams signed a three-year $28.2 million deal. Offensive guard uh, John Feliciano agreed to a three-year contract. Uh, linebacker Matt Milano agreed to a four-year $41.5 million contract. Um Cornerback Levi Wallace agreed on a one-year contract, and punter Matt Hack signed a three-year contract. Levi Buffalo, Wallace repping. Say yeah. what? The Levi Wallace repping all Levi's out there. Let's uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo to me didn't make just any really big moves, but they remained the same level they were. The yeah. Emmanuel Sanders signing definitely does help because you already have Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs, mm-hmm. and you, so you add that veteran depth with Emmanuel Sanders. Um, the tight end Jacob Hollister, I found that one was really interesting because he played at Wyoming with Allen. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Bills weren't necessarily hurting that tight end, and he had an okay season with the Seahawks. So I think that'll be interesting to see what the Bills do with him. Um, they signed guys on offensive line, which is incredibly important. Um, mm-hmm. as for every team, and then the Matt Milano contract was huge mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Bills defense are a solid unit they need to keep together. Mm-hmm. And then you have um, Trubisky, obviously. The Trubisky. The, um, the next big franchise. Move, big move there. Oh, absolutely not. To me, I I feel like he's – honestly, Brandon, I can Brandon see Allen this. Brandon Allen all the way. 
to me, I see this being a Frank Wright kind of deal. Really? Like, mm-hmm. in the Super Bowls, which he had Kelly, and then Reich was his backup. But yeah. then Kelly gets hurt in the playoffs, and Reich takes over and leads him to the Super Bowl. So, it's always good to have a solid backup quarterback. Yeah, I'm not mad, but I just think it's funny. That of all yeah, places. I think it's weird. Oh, Trubis- I don't know why Trubisky was signed there. It was so, like, no one was like, oh, where's Trubisky going to go? You Is never it- saw because on Instagram, you see those like, oh, reports say that the Jets are interested in so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you never heard so-and-such teams are interested in Mitch Trubisky. All you heard was Mitch Trubisky is once out of Chicago. And it's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody realized that uh, Mitch Trubisky has little to zero value. He, uh, listen, he... I, I still think he's a starter. I'm glad you think that, man. I think it was the Bears system. You saw him out better while he performed at the end of the season. Yeah, but also at the same time, it's just for a what good I'm, chunk what? of his career there, he's been average to barely barely yeah. above average, but the majority yeah. of the time it was average to below average. And you're forgetting, Cal, uh, at the end of his season that he performed so well on Nickelodeon. Hey, he got the, the NVP the Nickelodeon Award. Yeah. yeah, and didn't they lose that game? Yeah. They did. They did. What? Yeah, exactly. The the biggest signing out of here was Matt Milano, by far. Yeah. Because yeah. last year they weirdly underperformed, but a lot of guys were injured, and they were really trying to see if AJ Epineza, the guy they drafted to be their hopeful end of the future, to help kind of like replace Jerry Hughes as he's slowly going out of the guard. But he was injured all season, and Matt Milano played phenomenal. So that was yeah. the, the major signing they kept him in Buffalo. Smart, one of the best moves I've seen all free agency. Weirdly, yeah. up until Tampa Bay, which we'll get into later. Okay. Uh, well, Tampa and the Patriots had probably the yeah. best free agency. Yeah. Um, but next up, we got Miami Dolphins. Uh, they signed quarterback Jacoby Brisket from the Colts. RIP. Uh, Saucy. Si- <laughs> Saucy. Because uh, Brisket. Yeah, so, I, so I call him. I just, <laughs> I know it's Brissett, but I call him Brisket. Um, Signed a one-year, five million dollar contract. Uh, signed running back Malcolm Brown, one-year deal. Offensive tackle Adam Pankey's resigned on the contract. Uh, of course, they got Isaiah Wilson in a trade. However, they just released him after the trade was finalized. After he did not show up to any practices or anything. Makes sense. Uh, and then they signed wide receiver Wolf Fuller to a one-year deal. Um, signed corner Matt Sukura uh, to a one-year deal. Defensive tackle Adam Butler to a two-year deal. Uh, linebacker Bernard McKinney to or was traded from Houston. Um, cornerback Justin Coleman signed a one-year deal. Hunter Michael Plardy signed a one-year deal. Um, to me, there's not a lot of big moves here besides the Brissett signing, which I think is, you know, if they if two of flops, kind of like a lot of people were sus- suspecting, Brissett could get the job done. Yeah, well, the main thing is, is what people aren't taking into uh, into their mind's eye. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa's offensive line sucks. Let's let's just be for real. They've got a lot of yep. young guys on it, but they are bad. Yes. They are they're young guys still trying to figure things out in a system that you can obviously tell they'll probably be good. And I assume I I assume three to four years, which yep. that's not bad. They'll probably be reasonably decent offensive linemen. I like the signing of Matt Skura because he was a a decent center over there. I believe it was Minnesota where he was last at. That's at least, yeah, that's where at least I remember him from. Or, oh, no, wait, he was from uh, Baltimore. That's where he was from. 
Uh, but yeah, Matt Skura is a decent offensive lineman. And that's the main thing to a needs is protection. That's, that's the main thing you circle. Yeah. He's spent uh, a couple, he spent the majority of his career so far with Baltimore. I don't know why I thought Minnesota, but yeah, for Baltimore. So he's going to have a lot of experience there. And that's what you need. You need somebody that is going to block for Tuatunga Vailoa, and that is a perfect signing. Well, I really like the Wolf Fuller signing too, mm-hmm. just because I two as another weapon. And Wolf Fuller was also had he always had career years in Houston. Like yeah. he was such an underrated underrated wide receiver with Hopkins there. Mm-hmm. Um, this had was an injury problem. That was his only deal. And that's the thing is, can he get over that? That's yeah. that's his whole thing. If if he can get over it, he's a good wide receiver. Yeah, but he hasn't I, been able to. I just think that helps the Miami offense a lot, though. Yeah, um, and there's still an opening for a wide receiver number one because Will Fuller's not that. Yeah, so yeah. if you want to take Jamar Chase at three, you can go ahead. Yeah. Um. All right. The big one, the New England Patriots. You better oh, take boy. a good breath before this. I'm, I'm going to mute my mic and go get some water while you do this one. He, They basically signed a, free, a Super Bowl team in free agency. Um, Court – Quarterback Cam Newton resigned on a one-year deal. Wide receiver Nelson Aguilar signed a two-year deal. Wide receiver Kendrick Bourne signed a three-year deal. Tight end Hunter Henry signed a three-year deal. Uh, tight end Jonu Smith signed a four-year deal. Uh, offensive tackle Trent Brown was acquired in a trade from the Raiders. Uh, court or uh, center David Andrews signed a four-year deal. Uh, center Ted Karras signed a one-year deal. Defensive end Dietrich Wise Jr. signed a four-year deal. Defensive tackle David Godchalks, I think as I say it, agreed to a two-year deal. Defensive line Montrevious Adams signed a one-year deal. Defensive line Henry Anderson signed a two-year deal. What uh, linebacker Matt Juden, Juden signed a four-year deal. Uh, linebacker <laughs> Jaquan McKillen signed a one-year deal. Uh, linebacker Kyle Van Noy signed a two-year uh, deal. Cornerback Justin Bethel signed a three-year deal. Safety Jalen Mills signed a four-year deal. Defensive back Cody Davis resigned on a two-year deal. And kicker Nick Folt resigned a one-year deal. Holy crap. Belichick just came out of free agency swinging, mind you. All those happened within an hour of free agency opening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. That is a phenomenal signing, signing period because what he started out was the, the trade for Trent Brown. That was the smart move because – Joe Thune left, but you have Michael Onowenu, who was a good guard last season, and he played phenomenal, went to multiple positions. So Joe Thune's gone, and that's an easy replacement. So the offensive line is still one of the best in the league. Resigning Cam Newton, like it, because I think we've all realized, like, Cam Newton didn't have a good season, but he had no weapons. So the, the Well, to me, I still think the Patriots are going to draft a young QB early. Oh, I, I wouldn't even – I think it'll probably be, like, second, third round. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they're going to rock up Cam Newton this season. I think that's a backup contract is what they signed him to. I could see that. I think they're going to see if he's going to do good. If he is going to do good with some weapons, then you will. If he starts doing good, then you can rock with him. If not, you'll get a young guy. I'm still thinking. I'm I'm telling everybody watch this. Kellen Mond is a guy to watch out for to be a surprise weapon that's going to do. He's going to be a surprise QB that's going to do good in the NFL. And it, he sounds like a guy that the uh, Patriots are so going to sign, that they're going to get in the draft. So I watch out there. But Cam Newton, he gets weapons in Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. I like those two signings, even though Nelson well, Aguilar, he, his first good year was last year. Well, you got Bourne and Aguilar, which are super good 
I mean, I think those are good pickups. Hunter Henry, John Smith also, man. That's what I was about to say was the Hunter Henry signing. Well, first they signed Johnny Smith from the Titans, on a, which I think they overpaid for him on that deal. But then you turn around and sign Hunter Henry, which to me, that was just unnecessary. <laughs> well, here's the but, thing. Let's go back to 2010-2012 with, with uh, Rob Gronkowski, that's Rob I was Gronkowski about, and uh, he who shall not be named. That's and what I was about to say. That was one of their best systems they ever ran for Tom Brady. And also, let's look at Cam Newton. He has succeeded the most whenever he's had a great tight end with him. Greg Olson. Well, now they got two. Mm-hmm. So um, if Hunter Henry's not healthy like he usually is, Johnny Smith will fill the role. Well, and then the defense just went from lackluster to an all-pro lineup, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Van Noy had a career year. He came back. Matt Judden came back or he got resigned. Uh, I love Jaylen Raquan Mills. McMillan. Say what? Raquan McMillan. He's a very underrated linebacker who's going to grow. I do the Jalen Mills signing is kind of iffy because he's been iffy at uh, Philadelphia, but he can fit at almost every other position. Yeah, I just Patriots rocked free agency. I feel like they're. Yeah. I think, I think they were the second best team in free agency because they've just made a roster that had nothing to a Super Bowl contender. Basically, I don't think they'll win the AFC East, but I think they'll win the AFC Wild Card spot. Yeah. I think that wild card, that wild card spot is going to be pretty even it because i think the pay i mean literally it's going to be a three-way fight for it because i know a lot of people are going to count the jets because they are the jets but they had one of the best defenses last year it's just their offense was so god awful yeah and they've improved that and we're going to get to that next yeah but i really think that you it'll most likely be i assume bill's first i i i think Sean McDermott's figured it out over there. Uh, then I will go a, a close to dead even fight between the Patriots and uh, Dolphins with the Jets honestly not that far behind. That's that's going to start turning into a pretty packed division. It's basically, give it a couple of years, it'll be the equivalent of what the NFC West is. I can see that, definitely. But yeah, uh, I, I kind of agree with you. It is probably the second best altogether signing of, of by free agents the, this season. Definitely. Um, next, we have the Jets, like you said. Um, not a whole bunch in terms of eh. – um, running back one. Yeah. Uh, running back Josh Adams re-signed on a contract. Uh, wide receiver Keewan Cole signed a one-year deal. Wide receiver Corey Davis signed a three-year, $37 million contract. Uh, tied in Tyler Croft agreed to a one-year deal. Center Dan Feeney signed a free agent deal. Uh, defensive end Carl Lawson signed a three-year, $45 million deal. Uh, defensive tackle Sheldon Rankin signed a two-year deal. Linebacker Gerard yeah, Gerard Davis signed a one-year deal. Uh, safety Marcus May received the franchise tag. Defensive back Justin Hardy signed a contract with the Jets. And defensive back Will Marcus Joyner signed a one-year deal. Altogether, yeah. not bad. I know Sam's probably crying a little bit because Carl Lawson's gone. Tyler Trey, Trey Hendrickson has a lot of uh, of uh, shoes to fill there. A lot mm-hmm. of room there to fill. So big time. Yeah, yeah. Carl Lawson has developed himself into a pretty nice player. So, and that was the one thing that the Jets were kind of missing on the defensive side was pretty much edge guys. So Carl Lawson easily fits the spot. 
But Corey Davis to the Jets, great signing because they were missing a true guy that could be a number one. I think Corey Davis could be that. Yeah. So I really like that signing as Corey Davis was figuring it out finally with Ryan Tannehill. So that shows that this might be a breakout year for whoever's at quarterback. Uh, love the vet signing of LaMarcus Joyner. Uh, Gerard Davis needed out of Detroit, so that could eventually boost his stock since they're trying to trade C.J. Mosley. So, I mean, I, I overall, I like the free agency signing by the Jets. There's just no big bangers in there. I think, yeah, I think not just huge names, but I think it was really solid for them. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we're going down to the AFC North, Baltimore Ravens first up. Uh, tight end Josh Oliver was acquired in a trade that the Jags uh, offensive guard Kevin Zettler agreed to a three-year deal. Defense end Tyus Bowser resigned with the team on a four-year deal. Uh, defense end Pernal McPhee resigned to a one-year deal. Defensive tackle Justin Ellis resigned to a one-year deal. And defense alignment Derek Wolfie resigned to a three-year deal. Um, I think Ravens are going to be one of the biggest losers in free agency this year. Yeah, they didn't really get anyone good. I think the only thing that they got was Kevin Seidler, which they needed a, they've been needing a Marshall Yonder replacement. Now I think this, this would have been their second year, but this is your replacement to Kevin Seidler. He's a solid guard, but he's not like the franchise guy like Marshall Yonder was. Yeah. Um, I think their defense is, I mean, their defense got helped out with the re-signings, especially with Tyus Bowser. But I know they were going after Juju, and he said no, which we'll get to yeah. soon. But they missed out on every major wide receiver in the market, which, mind you, the wide receiver market this year was expected to be one of the highest. And I don't know what happened, but this was like all even the top guys got paid so little all around, which because, I thought was really interesting to look at. It's mainly because of the cap situation everybody's in, because – Everything's set so low right now compared to where everything should be so so up. Next yeah. year, everything will go back up, and that's why you're seeing a lot of these guys sign one-year deals yeah, because I the think cap's so. going to go back to normal next year, and then you're <laughs> going to see all the money boost back up. Next year's going to go crazy. <laughs> going to go ham. Okay. Uh, we just talked about um, the Bengals. Yep. While you're doing that, I'm going to go take a potty break, so I'm going to meet myself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, the Browns. Uh, wide receiver Rashad Higgins agreed to a one-year deal. Wide receiver JoJo Natson agreed to a one-year deal. Offensive tackle Greg Sinat, I think is how you say these names, agreed to terms on the contract. Uh, defensive end Takaris McKinley signed a one-year deal. Say what? The nickname's Tack McKinley. That's a lot easier to pronounce. Yeah, that's what he goes by because it's Takarnis McKinley, I believe that's what it is. Yeah, Tack McKinley, who is a if he guy for the Atlanta Falcons, he signed a one-year deal. Gotcha. Uh, defensive tackle Malik Jackson, the one-year deal. Uh, Malcolm Smith resigned. Anthony Walker uh, signed a contract with them. Uh, corner Troy Hill signed a four-year deal. Safety John Johnson signed a three-year deal. And kicker Cody Parker resigned on a one-year deal. Lots of defense. Yeah. Lots and lots of defense. Smart moves. Very, very, very smart moves. I didn't think the – I didn't think the Browns had to make a lot of moves this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you made it into the playoffs already as it was. Just kind of keep your own guys and mm-hmm. just provide depth. I feel like is what they were doing. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of these teams are focusing more on the draft. 
to mm-hmm. address certain positions. I think so as well. I just think the moves that Cleveland made were the smart moves. The yep. one that sticks out the most, there's two. Uh, Malik Jackson on that D-line is actually a perfect move. He's won a Super Bowl with Denver, spent a lot of time, whether it was with Philadelphia or with Jacksonville. I really like that signing. But John Johnson to a big deal when when safety was their biggest need. Two of that secondary was their biggest need. Uh, basically poaching him from from the, the Dallas Cowboys' hands and making me cry for a little bit. But uh, I love that signing by the Browns. The Browns are pretty much patching up all the, their holes on the defensive end and making themselves a better team. Love yeah. it for the Browns. They That division that, that they're in right now is going to be tough. But weirdly enough, I think I could see Pittsburgh, even though they did resign Juju, I really could see Pittsburgh close to the bottom of this this division because literally uh, they Baltimore, lost so many guys on defense. Oh yeah, big so guys. Many guys and even offensive line. They lost a couple guys as well. Big Ben's gonna have a tough year. Yeah, I I think it's his way out, and it's not mm-hmm. gonna be pretty. No, it's not. Um, speaking of, we're gonna talk about the Seahawks next. Uh, they resigned or not? Re- yeah, resigned wide receiver Ray Ray McLeod on one year deal. The big one, Juju re-signed on a one-year deal for $8 million, which super low for what they thought he was going to go for. Right. Uh, offensive tackle, Zach Banner re-signed with the team on a two-year deal. Offensive lineman, B.J. Finney signed a one-year deal. Offensive line, Joe Haig re-signed. Cornerback, uh, Cameron Sutton signed a two-year deal. And then safety, Miles Kilburn signed a one-year deal. But Steelers lost too many big pieces on defense. And they are going to struggle this yeah. year. It's going to be a tough one. I, I, like I know Sam just came back, so I'll tell him to make sure. Uh, I think that this will be the year that you are going to see Pittsburgh either near the bottom or at the bottom. I really think that there's even a big chance Cincinnati could take that third spot in the division. Big Ben's going to try to, to wheel and deal his way, but it, age is definitely catching up to him. He'll have his moments, no doubt, in my mind. But I mean, losing all these, losing some pieces on the offensive line from Pouncey retiring to Alejandro Villanueva going somewhere else. He hasn't signed anywhere yet, but he's going to go somewhere. Yeah, and, I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, and then Bud Dupree getting signed somewhere else. I mean, it, and that was the big one for me because mm-hmm. he Bud Dupree was the guy that you wanted to keep, especially with Devin Bush's development coming along, mm-hmm. and then also T.J. Watt. I feel like. If you were going to keep anybody around, it was that defensive unit. Because you this year they were so scary. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that was like – I know <laughs> Steelers is – the Steelers are historic for those brutal defenses. I feel like this year they had one up until week 11 when everything just kind of fell apart. Yeah. Literally, you were probably okay with letting go of Juju. You were most likely fine with it. If you could assign somebody to one-year deal, it was Bud Dupree. But unfortunately, you didn't get that done. Dupree's on a different team. So you got to figure out how to go. But, I mean, it's going to be a tough time for Pittsburgh. One, Dupree – we'll talk about Dupree here in a second, but he signed a massive contract. Mm. And definitely Steelers weren't going to be able to afford him. Oh, yeah. They were They were not in a good cap situation, but Dupree capitalized by getting some money somewhere else. Yeah. Um. So we're going to go down to AFC South. Uh, we have the Houston Texans, which up until now, I did not realize they signed a lot of people. They signed a lot of people, but only one really matters. Yeah, they signed backups um, and special teamers. Yeah. Well, here I oh. want to talk about their after I go through this list. I do want to talk about their wide or their running back core, which I think is very interesting right now. 
Um, they signed quarterback Ryan Finley, or no, he got traded, yeah. as Sam talked about earlier. Pain. Uh, so, what? Pain. <laughs> yeah, pain. He, uh, they signed corner quarterback Tyra Taylor, signed a one-year uh, deal that could be up to worth to $12.5 million. Uh, signed running back Mark Ingram, one-year, $3 million. Running back Phil Lindsay, one-year, $3.25 million. Uh, signed wide receivers Andre Roberts to a two-year deal, Alec Eckerson to a one-year deal, and wide receiver Dante Moncrief to a one-year deal. Uh, side tight ends Pharaoh Brown to a one-year deal, and Ryan Izzo was traded to them. Uh, from the Patriots. Offensive uh, tackle Marcus Kanan was acquired in a trade. Uh, offensive guard Justin McCray signed a two-year deal. Offensive lineman Justin Britt signed a one-year deal. Uh, defensive end Shaq Lawson was acquired in a trade from the Dolphins. Defensive end Derek Rivers agreed to a one-year deal. Defensive tackle Malik Collins a one-year deal. Linebacker Camus Gruger hill signed a one-year deal. Oh, my season. <laughs> uh, uh, linebacker Jordan Jenkins, a two-year deal. Linebacker Christian Kirksey, a one-year deal. Cornerback, cornerbacks, Terrence Mitchell, two-year deal. Vernon Hargreaves, a third, re-signed on one-year deal. Desmond King signed a one-year deal. And then Taviar Thomas agreed on a two-year deal. Safety Terrence Brooks signed a one-year deal. And punter Cam Johnson signed a three-year deal. Um. Well, I guess there's a few that stuck out to me. One was Tyrod Taylor. One, his his contract's up to twelve point five million, and you don't pay a backup that much. And that was before all the allegations going on right now of Deshaun Watson was happening. So I think the Texans were already planning on a Deshaun Watson departure, and that's why they signed Tyrod. And then, Sam, I know you had thoughts about the Ryan Finley accusation. Um, or a, yeah, accusation. That means acquired, right? Acquisition. 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 Thank you. Um, Yeah. I think I think he'd be a good. (laughs) I think he'd be a good starter, but obviously Taylor's contract's much larger. Um, But (laughs) I think it would be a good um, growing spot for Finley personally because he does have a lot of potential. He was good in NC State. Didn't really get much play time in uh, Cincinnati. I loved him coming out. Um, he also State. he also did play on one foot and won a game um, yeah. last season on one foot. So knowing Tyrod's history of always losing his spot to a young upstart rookie, <laughs> losing it to Ryan Finley. Yeah, I <laughs> I think it would. I maybe you know poetry. Um, oh, the running back situation that was one I thought was really interesting because you have actually, I mean. It's so weird because you have David Johnson already there, who was an MVP candidate. Oh no, he was an MVP or rookie of the year that he won. Uh, no, he didn't win MVP. Rookie of the year. Then you have Philip Renzi, who I don't know what happened to him, but his first year, his rookie year, he was undrafted and he led the league in receiving or rushing yards, or he was second. And mm-hmm. he he went. He had he had all thirty two teams call him to sign, and he signed with the one team that drafted three running backs, and he beat all of them out for the starting spot. And then you also have Mark Ingram, who's had good years at the Saints and the Ravens as a number two guy. Big <laughs> so trust. Whoa, whoa. So I don't know. Their running back situation to me is so weird. Well, Just because you have you have solid backs. 
But it's Houston. If you were make, if you were to make smart moves, you wouldn't be the Houston Texans. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, the only thing that they did good, in my opinion, I mean, because half of these guys' careers, let's be real, it's most likely going to be their last deals of their career. I think Mark Ingram, David Johnson, yeah. Mark Ingram, David Johnson, uh, Andre Roberts. He might be able to stay because he's a good special teamer. Uh, Gruder Hill. I mean, you could go through that list. Uh, I, Desmond King, I don't know why he signed with the Texans. I don't know why he got such a cheap deal. Because he's a good, he's a good, like, nickel corner. Yeah. Like, I don't understand that, but, like, so many of these guys are on – are going to be on their last deals. Ryan Finley, Tyrod Taylor could be, but he might be that that quarterback that's going to kind of like be around like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, uh, Alex Erickson will be, wouldn't surprise me if Dante Moncrief is the same with Farrah Brown. Literally, all these guys maybe except Marcus Cannon, Shaq Lawson, uh, Christian Kirksey, and Desmond King can most likely be gone next year. Yeah, definitely. It's literally this is where your career is going to die right now. It used to be the Jets. It used to be the Browns. Like I wish I could be a little bit nicer, but no, I'm it's not, the Texans. But but it's like I'm not stupid. Yeah, the Texans are the worst team in the NFL, and I even said it. I don't know where all I've said it, but I think there's a good chance the Houston Texans go 0 and 17, because so, it's 17 games starting next season most likely. I think the Texans, even though with some of these acquisitions, mainly the big one, Desmond King, there is potential for this team to go 0 and 17. I think so too. And then they're going to lose everybody that had a good year because yeah, they're all one year deals. Exactly. Which I don't know who out of this. I would say the guy that'll probably have the biggest year might be Shaq Lawson because there's think, no one good on that defensive side besides uh, Justin Reed. I was going to say like Desmond King's probably going to have a good year. I think yeah, he's maybe. talking about with that market rebound, like you were talking about. And I'm really curious about Philip Lindsay because yeah. I. That to me is just an eye, like just a head scratcher. Why nobody wanted him besides yeah, I, the Texans? I think it's Denver didn't want them because they were wanting to go with Melvin Gordon, which yep. I mean, I, I'm gonna be you honest. A good year. Nah, but I don't really feel Lindsey was recovering from injury, so he didn't have the best year himself. So I'm I'm kind of iffy about what would have been the best move. Honestly, the best move probably would have just been to keep both of them. But Philip Lindsay, I don't know if he was going to try to want more money with the market basically plateauing right now. Because now the market is going – the biggest market or, like, market signings will be next season is when the market's going to be back up like how it was this season. Yeah. So, uh, I guess you just got to get what you can get at this point. But this could be potential last contract of his career before he, like, goes to the CFL or if, like, the XFL starts back – next year which imagine imagine if half of these guys end up on xfl rosters then i i i guarantee you the xfl would have worked had COVID not happened i guarantee you they would have came back for another season oh yeah they were actually from what i think things were looking at to profit and honestly like selling out crowds they had such good fan engagement because what they were doing is they weren't trying to be basically done with it how the first iteration of xfl was I think a lot of these games, I think some of these were at bigger stadiums, but a lot of these games seem like they were at like the soccer stadiums, which yeah. is the perfect market. And like Washington had a dedicated fan group, which would like, that's where like you saw the big uh, stack of beer cups and things like yeah. that, which I loved half to death that like that showed me that the XFL can work. 
it, it can basically be our version of the Canadian Football League, which well, and then they're talking about joining the two, two yeah, into one week, and then also you have the Rock now as CEO or spearheading it, yeah. So you don't have you're that. basically you're guaranteed success now. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to have Vince McMahon screwing everything up. So yeah. That yeah, I, that to me is going to work because it wouldn't surprise me if after a couple of years the XFL becomes the development league for the NFL, which that's basically I, what it was starting to become because a lot of the XFL guys made NFL rosters. Yeah, and even PJ Walker was like one of the biggest names that came out of there. I think he even started one or two games for the Carolina Panthers. I think yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, saying in the division, we're going to go to the Colts. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, three moves all off season. One oh. was the trade for Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Sam. I'm trying to speed it up. <laughs> uh, also, we have Marlon Mack resigned to win your deal, which is super good because now you have Himes, Jonathan Taylor after his monster rookie season, and Marlon Mack all in the same running back room. Uh, that was a really good move. And then they re-signed like today or yesterday Xavier Rhodes mm-hmm. uh, to a one-year contract after everybody thought he was going to go away to get a big contract. Awesome moves. They're going to resign Ty, Ty, Ty Hilton, is what everybody's saying now. Uh, also, Jadavion Clowney is on their watch list. Um, they have, I think, the second most cap space, but they're saying that the reason why they're not signing any big names is because pretty soon they're going to have to extend Darius Leonard and Quentin Nelson and then also Brandon Smith. Yeah. And I'd rather keep those three guys and resign anybody now. So, yeah, yeah that's smart. Keep the core together and then deal deal with everything else after. So that's smart to keep all this big core together. And yeah, great, great moves to me by the Colts. And I just a proposition to you guys. So that way, this isn't going to be two hours long. If we want to, what we can do is, and I'll come back next week. If y'all want me to like whenever we do, because I assume there's still more NFL moves to go get to the end of this AFC South and we can call it a night if y'all want to. That's, that's a you guys move. Um, I mean, up to you guys. I figure we, because a lot of these teams, don't have like super honorable mentions. There's yeah, do you like, just want to start going this to the big name guys. That's true. It, it's mainly just a lot of these teams. It's just they got a couple big names, and then it's just like other yeah. random people. Like uh, um, Jacksonville didn't really sign anyone super um out there. The only Shaquille guy, Griffin. Yeah, she. <laughs> Shaquille, yeah. yeah, Shaquille Griffin was Shaquille Griffin was a good signing. Uh, Roy Robertson Harris uh, is a good signing because from what everybody said over there in Chicago, he's a phenomenal athlete. Just wasn't didn't have the right moment, so that was a good signing. And Sidney Jones as well, mm-hmm. resigned him after a big year with Jacksonville. Yeah, uh, all together. Uh, and the Rayshon Jenkins signing too at safety. Yeah, that's true. That yeah. is, that that is really good. Honestly, overall, pretty decent free agency for Jacksonville just to fill up their their gaps. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with Tennessee, Bud Dupree, obviously. Um, that was a big one. Five-year, $85 million contract. Yep. Huge. Yeah. And then also, they stole Autry from the Colts. Uh, Three-year, $21.5 million contract. Yeah. That one hurt a lot. Yeah, and they need defensive pressure, so that that's a good signing. But they got very worse offensively, which very much a bad offensive team now, which, I mean, yes, Derrick Henry is going to dominate, you need more than Derrick Henry. That's what Jonu Smith and Corey Davis generated. And now they're both uh, basically fighting each other in, in a different division. Yeah. So, so uh, hate to see that for Ryan Tannehill because two of his weapons are gone. But you got to hope now, t- if you're Tennessee, you draft two more weapons for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
The Broncos. Is, Broncos. The big ones for me was the Justin Simmons. The Justin Simmons uh, contract. Yeah. He, well, then he got franchise tagged, and then he signed that four-year, $61 million extension. Mm-hmm. Great signing for that safety. He's played 100% of snaps for the last three years. Just an absolute beast for them. Glad they kept him. And then they also signed Kyle Fuller to a one-year deal, like, as soon as he was released. So, mm-hmm. um, Ronald Darby is also a very good signing because he did really well for a football team. So they yeah. basically revived their secondary group after after Chris Harris and AJ Boye were all getting a lot older once uh Akeem Talib got older, sent all those old guys out and brought in new fresh faces. Yeah. The great moves by Denver. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. easy. Um Kansas City, the one that I'm mad about is Joe Thuney. Um, because Cincinnati had their eyes on him for the longest time. You guys have had so many eyes on offensive linemen but failed to capitalize. Yep. Well, we did not get him. Uh, He signed a five-year, $80 million um, contract with the Chiefs. Um, But then they also got Kyle Long out of retirement. Yeah. They brought him back. And Um, Tarko Charlton. Yep. Tarko Charlton is back. Defensive end Tarko Charlton. Resigning a one-year deal. Um, It's good. Um. Raiders, not gonna lie, not super impressed. Um, Kenyon me, Drake, Kenyon Drake, eh. that's I think that'll be good for uh, Josh yeah. Jacobs to yeah. kind of go with him. Um, uh, they also got Theo Riddick, who had good years with Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, John Brown also ended up signing there, which yeah. to me that was really under the radar wide receiver signing. Uh, they got an offensive line help, re signed uh, Denzel Good. And uh, Richie Incognito, which I think are just solid pieces to keep around. Yeah. Um, My whole thing is Oakland – or not Oakland, Las Vegas got a lot worse because they cut – or not cut. No, they trade away Gabe Jackson and Trent Brown. So, yeah. your whole right side of your offensive line, you traded uh, Rodney Hudson. Uh, who, who was is- huge. The best offensive center like the past three or four years. He has been yeah. phenomenal. And I really thought they weren't going to bring back Richie Cognito. I actually hadn't heard that they brought him back on a one-year deal. So, at least you were able to do that. But it's just him and Colt Miller now. And, yeah. and Nick Martin's a good center who's been starting over there for Houston. But, like, good for Houston standards is basically do you have legs and arms? So, that's – I don't know how he's going to do over there. So uh, honestly, uh, you better we better start praying for uh, Derek Carr. Pretty much, that's what you got to do. I do like the signing of Yannick Ngakwe, though. Oh, I was about to say he was a good defensive pickup, and then Salman Thomas signed there. Yeah, that's actually kind of surprising. I thought he was going to go back to the 49ers. I think but, he should have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for his own sake, he should have. Yeah, um, I don't know. Las Vegas Raiders would be a very interesting team to watch next year. Yeah, um, Chargers. Uh, they signed Corey Winsley to a five-year million or five-year $62.5 million contract. That's a good center pickup for the Chargers. That is a fire signing. That is the best signing, uh, or at least one of the best offensive line signings of the whole period, uh, because Corey Lindsley played like, again, one of the best centers in the NFL. So perfect by the Chargers to protect your young QB. Uh, that's something that the Bengals need to figure out. Uh, and then uh, Jared Cook. Uh, I love that signing as well to replace Hunter Henry. You get the bet tight end. I like it. Well, then you also got – they signed offensive tackle Mike 
Fire to a multi-year contract. Mm-hmm. Once again, just helping out with that offensive line. Yep. Um, we're going down to the NFC East, uh, Dallas Cowboys. Really, a few big ones was the Dak Prescott signing that we talked about a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally came to terms on that. And then also, Keanu Neal was a really under-the-radar corner, but probably one of the best corners on the market. Uh, and then Cowboys also just signing a lot of defensive help. Yep, because we and- – and Jake McQuaid agreeing to the free agent contract. Yeah. Long snappers uh, for life. Yep. <laughs> um, New York Giants, two that stand out for me. Um, Mike Glennon. Um, Mike Glennon. It's kind of sketchy because the terms are undisclosed. And then and Devontae then Booker. <laughs> Devontae Booker. Well, another one. Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Um, someone yeah. that the Bengals were also – Bengals fans, not necessarily the Bengals organization – Bengals fans were pushing for Kenny Galladay in the absence of AJ Green. Um, well, everybody I, I, was. I think that we can do without AJ Green. Um, We've got Tyler Boyd and T Higgins. Y'all will be fine. We'll be just fine. You also um, just watched John Ross though to the yeah. We team. did. We did lose John Ross to the Giants, um, which he has luck. done absolutely did squat for y'all. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about that. Was known um, as one of the fastest guys in the NFL draft. And the only thing he could run to was the injury reports. Yep. Dang. Yep. So those are my um, ones on that. Well, they also uh, Kyle Rudolph uh, tied in signed with their. Get a honestly, that can actually catch a ball. Yeah. The Giants roster is honestly really good this year. Yeah. And is. I think honestly, the NFC East as a whole, as we're about to go into the Eagles and Washington, NFC do as we, a whole is actually we, going to go from a joke of a conference to a really respectable conference. I would feel do, like. Do we Except even have to? Do we have to even talk about Philadelphia? We'll just no, mention they, Anthony Harris. That's it. Yeah, one year, five million dollar deal. He yep. could have went. He could have came. He could have came to uh, the the uh, Cowboys and and got the same deal and had did better for his career. Him and Keanu Neal would have been a good one two combo. Yeah, that's true. But um, uh, Washington football team in his career. Oh Jesus. Uh, Washington football team picked up a lot of good guys. Uh, yeah. One very interesting one was Ryan Fitzpatrick, a one-year $10 million deal. They're probably going to create a QB uh, competition between Fitzpatrick and Heineke, uh, throw Garner Minshew into the mix, and you'll have the best QB locker room in the, in the league. <laughs> that would be just an amazing QB room to be in. Um, the also, hair, they, The stash and Heineke. <laughs> Heineke, the XFL, or no, the, uh, oh, what did he, yeah, no, Heineke was the backup XFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, also, wide receiver quarter Samuel, three-year deal. Really, the offensive line uh, with Brandon Scherf getting the franchise tag was the big one because mm-hmm. he's definitely one of the best offensive guards in the league. Um, cornerback, William Jackson, the third, three-year, $40 million deal. That was Bye-bye. a big one. Bye-bye. Salt. Nah, one more really. for the creatine. <laughs> Just one more scoop. No, nah, because we're about to get to the NFC North, and that's where I have uh, yeah, some yeah. things to say. Um, yeah, oh, we'll go boy. to the Chicago Bears. This is where uh, I might just grab okay. through the screen. Let me let me take this one, Cal. Because I got I got yep, you're shaking your head. Okay, here's um, the thing. What I want you to do is this is for the placement now. I want you to self-insert when you start talking about the Bears. If you really start cheering for Andy Dalton, insert a boo sound effect right around here. Absolutely not. The yes. NFC North 
The yes. Chicago Bears signed quarterback Andy Dalton to a one-year $10 million contract that has a max value of $13 million with incentives and guaranteed him the starting position. Cal, should um, we start booing? Boo. 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 We'll remember that. Um, oh, when they go when they go two and fifteen. That's really about it. Allen Robinson got the franchise tag. Um, and he did, he's going to sign it this time. Yeah, he's going to sign it this time. Not a smart um, man. Um, snapper Patrick Scales is agreeing to uh, terms on a contract currently. Um, Desmond Trufant signed a one-year contract. That's really about it. I mean, sure, we didn't really pick anyone too, too uh, crazy up. Kicker Cario Santos, three-year deal. Oh, yeah, Cario Santos, yeah. Finally got their kickers. Oh, yeah. Honestly, um, I should go back and get Cody Parkey because he did good for the Browns this year. Bullock. Bullock. <laughs> um, um, actually, speaking of Bullock, the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, I got Derek Goff. And Tim Boyle. And Tim Blue, obviously. Um, we got, we got, he's not even on here. Who? Who? Bullock. Yeah, he is. Oh, wait, Bullock? Yeah, he went to the Lions, right? I don't, I don't know. What the thing said? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Anyway. Wait, who? Hang on. Something ain't right here. Um, while Sam's trying to find Bullock, uh, the Lions also assigned to me two pair of wide receivers. I think are going to be good for the Lions situation, which was Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perryman, both very respectable wide receivers and pretty solid wide receivers. Did um, Perryman come from the Colts? Nope, came from the Jets. The Jets, that's right. Jets. Um, I think it's going to be good. I I don't know about the Lions this year. Um. I think this is uh, where we see Jared Goff, uh, Jamal Williams, Rashad Perriman, and Tyrell Williams' careers die. Uh, sorry for these guys. Uh, you got paired on, one of, again, another one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, RIP to your guys' career. Jared Goff will at least stay for a couple years because his contract's too big. But, yeah. I mean, but in all realness, Jamal Williams will probably be able to go somewhere after the Detroit or Detroit uh, Lions deal. Wouldn't surprise me some he somehow ends up back in Green Bay, like on a one-year deal to be with the yeah. core again. Uh, Brashad Perriman is just kind of a one-year type of guy, veteran wide receiver who's reliable. Tyrell Williams has to bounce back because uh, he's coming off basically being injured for the majority of his time in Las Vegas. Yeah. So there's a lot of potential there, but I'm just – it's it's Detroit. I can't get hopes up. Yeah, exactly. Um, Green Bay real fast, re-signed Aaron Jones to a four-year deal. Smart Huge. move. Really smart move. Yep. That's one of those don't be stupid, stupid <laughs> moves. So, and yeah. you have your backup running back in the freight train in AJ Dillon. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Vikings, really, the only big one to me was the Patrick Patterson signing, which yeah, Patrick, to me, Pat, yeah. To me, the Vikings were just out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Did not think about them at all. Yeah. I think the only other thing that I really like is Dalvin Tomlinson. Uh, getting a good DT from the Giants because they need someone to go right next to Michael Pierce. I think that's a perfect signing. Yeah, Patrick Peterson, good, but he's a vet corner. that you're basically trying to get to, uh, to help beef up and kind of help teach Mike Hughes and Jeff Gladney uh, how to do the ropes in the NFL. Yeah. Um, 
going down to the NFC South. I don't really think the Falcons or the Panthers sign anybody real big. Nope. Worth mentioning. Uh, no, the only thing that the Panthers really did that I liked was get Hassan Reddick. That was a yeah. smart deal because he had a big contract year. So, I mean, potentially Hassan Reddick could work himself into a other another big deal. But the only other things that really the Panthers did was truly sign a crap ton of offensive linemen. That was mainly it. Yeah. Uh, interesting. We don't have a good quarterback to begin with, but <laughs> speaking uh, of quarterbacks, New Orleans what? Saints um, re-signing yeah. Jameis Winston. Um, rip. Um, that's all that's I got to say. That's their only big move. Yep. You pretty much and and put Marcus Williams on the franchise tag. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Now the real winners of free agency. Yeah. Reason. That's it. They got Chris Godwin coming back. Tied in Rob Gronkowski coming back, uh, offensive guard Aaron Stinney coming back, defensive end Shaquille Barrett coming back on a four-year, $68 million deal. The whole team's coming The whole team's coming back. <laughs> Which is never good whenever you win the Super Bowl and your whole team comes back yeah, for the, the only, league, at least. The only guy that's not coming back, at least as of right now, is an Indomitian suit, which he, from what I've got, hasn't signed anywhere. Uh, wouldn't be smart if he signs back with Tampa Bay, but if not – I have the perfect replacement for Ndamukong Sue, and it's a guy that goes by the name of Geno Atkins. So, yeah, Sam, I don't know if you, I don't know if you'd like that, but I think uh, that would be a good fit for him. It's a perfect Ndamukong Sue replacement. So, yeah, I think so too. I mean, honestly, also, I would just, Antonio I just, Brown I hasn't signed anywhere. I say this now. I say this. I said this about Carlos Dunlap, and I'll say this about Geno Atkins. I don't care where they go as long as they're happy and they play. You're a good person. There you go. Perfect. Uh, Antonio Brown's also on the free agent market. Uh, Of course, with how the wide receiver uh, market kind of flopped, we'll see what happens with him. I think he'll he'll sign back with the Patriots. I mean, he did catch, like, what, a touchdown on the Super Bowl? I thought it was two. Two touchdowns on the Super Bowl? (laughs) They'll sign him back. Uh, Um, NFC West, Cardinals. Um, AJ Green uh, agreed to a one-year deal with Cardinals. Uh, It's Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, six million. So then you have AJ Green, uh, JJ Watt, DeAndre yep. Hopkins, and Kyler Murray. Um, you also well, and also Rodney Hudson from the Raiders, which yeah. we talked about earlier. Rodney Hudson, um, Andy Lee and Matt Prater. Um oh yeah, punter and kicker. Oh, yeah. The weirdest thing on this roster is we still don't know if Larry Fitzgerald's coming back or not. Probably yeah. retiring. He hasn't said if he's retiring yet or not. I think he will be. I I hope he does one more year, and so that way he has like the the like the veteran like retirements here, like you've seen a little, like we saw a tiny bit from Eli Manning, but like the mainly like kind of because it seems like the NFL is taking some aspects from the NBA and like having the old guard kind of retirement, like get to go to like various places throughout the season where. He truly uh, had great moments, like against the Saints and and other various spots. Like that would be pretty cool, and like to see him maybe get some like little plaques and stuff. I would like that. Understandable. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish that they knew what we looked like right now. Oh, they're about to. They're about oh, to. No. Is um, oh, is this gonna be on the uh, page? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Perfect. Um, Rams. You uh, know what the head is cooking. <laughs> well, Rams already talked about uh, staff here a few weeks ago. Uh, linebacker winner of uh, Floyd four year deal. Uh, 
good pickup for the Rams, trying to bolster that defense, keep it as good as possible. Um, yeah. Uh, 49ers made some big moves, very big moves. Yep. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk, baby. Yeah, <laughs> five-year contract, $27 million. <laughs> Uh, To me, the biggest move was Trent Williams. The offensive tackle signed. I believe it was the biggest contract for an offensive tackle. Uh, six-year, $138 million contract. Yeah, the biggest left tackle deal in NFL history by like 10K. He, he literally was petty enough to get uh, paid more than Dave Bakhtiari by 10 mil. Not yeah. $10,000. But 49ers, they needed that offensive line, especially mm-hmm. after – I know like – I guess not – that wasn't uh, – Every or that wasn't offensive line's problem whenever they got hurt. Yeah. Uh, but you know, because a lot of people blame MetLife Stadium. Um, yeah, but uh, I think it's a good pickup for them, definitely yeah, per- perfect pickup. And I think the other really good pickup is now I got to go all the way down because we were fooling around a little bit. Uh, love the Alex Mack pickup, veteran from the Atlanta Falcons, love it. And then uh, Samuel and Bukam, I think, is one that will go under the radar because he's a yeah. very good linebacker from the Rams and is literally stealing it out from another California-based team. Love it. Um, then the Seattle, we're going to try to make sure we get uh, Russell Wilson killed Seahawks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chris Carson re-signing his two-year deal. Um, so I'm talking about Cowboys. Yes, sir. Go folks. Yeah, Cowboys in the pros. Um, Gerald Everett signs a one-year deal. That's uh, I mean, Gabe Puna, Jackson, Puna Ford is uh, resigning. Who? Who? Nah, Ford. Puna Ford. Uh, no, the biggest signing for me that was needed because Russell Wilson's complaining about offensive line not getting help. Uh, Gabe Jackson, you at least you get him one offensive lineman. Like there you go, Russell Wilson. That'll yep. help you. No, okay, sure. Um, but. And that's it for NFL free agency. All right. Um, I have a few other stuff before we start March Madness. Okay. One of which was about the Cubs minor league minor oh, leaguer yeah. Jesus Camaro Camargo Corrales was busted with over twenty-one pounds of meth in his duffel bag. Must have grabbed <laughs> the wrong. Must have grabbed the wrong. Only twenty-one. Bag. Oh yeah, that's it. Must have grabbed the wrong bag off a of baggage claim. Oh boy. Well, that's kind of savage. Uh, that was just monsters um also just score particular interest the cowboys have gone from 1400 now within three with three and a half minutes left um we'll talk more about march madness um here in a second uh but aj ferrari also for oklahoma state wrestling is your national champion in 197 pound division uh cowboy wrestling always representing as always um and then oklahoma state men's basketball uh, Cunningham is the first Cowboy ever to be made to make the AP All-American first team. Uh, he is also one of the four finalists for the Naismith Award. And Oklahoma State as a university is one of nine schools to qualify for a bowl game in football, NCAA men's basketball tournament, and NCAA women's basketball tournament. So we joined some pretty elite company with that one. And then speaking of the NCAA women's basketball tournament, uh, the Cowgirls beat number nine Wake Forest 84 to 61 <laughs> to advance to the next round of the tournament. So uh, backed by Monsters game from Natasha Mack with the rebounding in points. So Natasha yeah. Mack is legit. I almost want to like a beast. I almost want to curse right here and just like for the point, 
but I know Sam's already got a search one for <laughs> for what he did for Earl Roberts. When did I say that? Uh, <laughs> that one's on you, buddy. You said it like in the entertainment part. It's TikTok. TikTok. No, it was TikTok. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was TikTok. Yeah, you um, better, better get a pin and pad because I yeah. I was really one to say, I'm not I'm not gonna say that. I gotta keep my tiny bit of reputation that I have. Uh so Max yeah, a beast though. She is incredible. Uh one of the best, if not she'll be up there in Oklahoma State women's basketball history. Just straight up Oklahoma State basketball history. She is phenomenal. Uh yeah. she will be going in the top of the WNBA draft. And congratulations to her. Uh yeah. if legit hope she has a phenomenal career i i think with how great she was here i hope i think that will translate over to the WNBA, and i hope we see her as like a WNBA all-star and really hope a WNBA champion well and she's so good on both sides of the ball too like she's such an elite defensive player and rim protector and also so good on offense she's such a a rare combination pretty close to where she can average almost every other night a triple double she is amazing um, also, just we're talking about women's basketball. The Lady Bears from Baylor, they beat Jackson State 101 to 52 today to in the first round. <laughs> Please tell me that Oklahoma State is nowhere near Baylor. I don't know the bracket, but God, I hope not. Because <laughs> we, uh, I mean, because they've gotten beat every single time by Baylor. I just want well, to. They've lost, Baylor's lost two games for the Lady Bears and they went undefeated for men's. So just absolutely ugh, would not yeah. want to play them. Um, yeah. I'm trying to pull up the bracket, but I can't. That's right. Right now, just watching the Oklahoma State Oregon State game while oh. we're going. I've been keeping little looks. I know. Uh, we keep being so close. We're down by three. We were down by a lot more earlier. We're down by five now. Eric Thompson. Uh, or Ethan Thompson. Yeah. He made that. Oh, that's that was a Kobe fade. Like trying to figure out what to do. Kobe break it back mid range. Well, then also we also had uh, Brass Williams fouled out, and he's been a beast all night. Um, yeah, with four points. For, well, he was causing a lot of issues for Oregon State. Was my point? Yeah, <laughs> from what I've been reading. Uh, OSU is playing Oregon State right now. Battle the OSU. That's what we've been spectating. Uh, obviously the problem for Oklahoma state is no one's making a shot right now. Oh crap. Um, I'm just going to read some other stuff. Uh, while we do that, uh, or Roberts was the first NCAA tournament with got their first NCAA tournament win in 47 years. Oregon state got their first win in 39 years. Rutgers got their first win in 38 years. North Texas got their first ever win, which I predicted. And Abilene Christian got their first ever win, which I did not predict and messed me up bad. <laughs> um, also, I just want to do standings in our league. I believe uh, Levi just took first away from me. Hey. However, I have more max points than he does. <laughs> um, um, it was OSU loses right now, then I think it's going to hurt me pretty bad. Come on. Um, I, just, I just need this, man. Uh, Avery is going to the line right now. And then I'm in second – and Sam is unfortunately in last after a loyal Chicago upset Illinois, and Sam had Illinois winning it all. RIP okay. Sam's bracket. It's okay. <laughs> it, happens, it happens every year. Um, but I want to read a little excerpt from uh, Sister Jean or Sister, yeah, 
sister jeans oh wait 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 before you do that um i would just like to announce that the uh per um per super real nfl news uh the chicago bears will be signing sister jean um (laughs) to a contract (laughs) as they should (laughs) um she uh, this is an excerpt from her prayer today also Montreal just missed both free throws uh so that's cool don't forget, uh, Avery Anderson immediately after tries to bump into somebody to draw a foul and he misses the three-pointer. Heck, yeah. Um, oh, crap. Come on, Cowboys. Uh, Sister Jean said, uh, as we play to fight in Illini, oh, I said that, uh, we ask for special help to overcome this team and get a great win. We hope to score early and make our opponents nervous. <laughs> and she pulls up the numbers and says, we have a great opportunity to convert rebounds as this team makes about 50% of layups and 30% of its three-pointers. Our defense can take care of that. And I would like to read you what Pat McAfee said about that. And he said, love that sister Jean let God know why they deserve to win during the prayer. Wonder if God responds with, you know what, sis, Illinois was going to win this game. But after his analytical argument, you just wait out, Loyola well, gets the dub. And they did. Uh, pretty good fashion, too. Uh, Illinois never had a lead in that game. And Loyola well, just kept running through. So, yeah. yeah. I got to watch the back of that Loyola-Chicago-Illinois game. Yeah. Dear God. If we make it through Oregon State, which there's at least from what I've got, it's a minute 44 left. Uh, Oregon yeah. State's up by uh, six. Is up by six. And again, we know that this will all be over when it most likely either goes out tomorrow or Tuesday. Uh, but for whoever goes up against Leila Chicago, have mercy on your soul because Leila Chicago is, if not, has one of the best defenses in the NCAA if not the best defense in the NCAA. So good luck, good luck to y'all. You're going to need it. Yeah, big time. There's been a few teams this tournament that I don't want to play anymore. Yeah, honestly, um, this this tournament has been about defense, defense, defense. It's been th- the pressure you've been putting on defense, and if you're just going to be able to keep, keep – uh, truly just keep on the gas, which the majority of these teams where, where they're, they're the underseeds, that they've been able to keep it up. Well, I saw a stat saying that, like, most tournaments, I think the most upsets in a tournament was 10, or, yeah, was 10. And right now, if Oregon State beats Oshie, we'll be at 11 after day one. Oh, boy. Um, so, okay, kind of Scott shot blocked. Uh, that was a uh, – unfortunately, you had to do that, but that was a terrible shot attempt because no one else is hitting right now. You know it's bad when you get a text message from someone that you haven't talked to since eighth grade, and they say, hey, it's been a while. This game is hilarious. <laughs> so shout-out to you, Peter Hines. Um, one team that I think is just unbeatable right now is Syracuse, which I unfortunately had West Virginia beating them, but they've been on a rampage since around one. Yeah. Good. Um, Anything well, else? Houston's uh, been killing it. Uh, go follow the uh, the Oral Roberts Twitter if you haven't already, uh, because we're trying. To, I'm trying to get. We're trying to get uh, Oral Roberts basketball Twitter uh, verified. That's the plan. They have been able to grow. They've grown all the way up to eight thousand, almost eight thousand two hundred by the time we're airing this. Uh, but I think it'll, it'll probably get. I, it wouldn't surprise me if. Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday gets close to nine thousand. When when we're filming this, it's at eight eight thousand two hundred. 
but uh, it'll it'll get up there. Dang. But yeah, congrats to all those guys that have been pulling off these upsets because truly, it's been it's been a lot of these underseeded teams. It's one of those things that it's a corny corny saying, but it's one of those where it's hard work beats talent, and it's just teams. It's been that, on full display. Yeah, because literally, there's a lot of these teams that basically are playing like it's not only their last game of basketball for the year, but it's basically as if it's their last day on earth. And you got to think about it. When you compare it to last season, where, again, all this ended at a snap. It's basically last season we all got Thanos snap before we could even get into the NCAA tournament because of COVID. And yeah. everybody realizes that it's compounded on the, on the factors of – that this could be your last game of basketball, but you also just never know if like how VCU was taken out of the tournament because of COVID. So yeah, that was bad draw. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad for, yeah. you, you know, you know, you, some people's perfect bracket got ruined because of that. Yeah. I think it, it was like one guy and then like that. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just one of those where you just kind of got to take things one day at a time and you got to, you, you put it all on, out on the line. And that's, that's the one thing about the NCAA tournament is you compare it to like the NBA finals where it's like NBA finals, you got your, your series of seven, but here it's, you have to play your best game of basketball every single night, because if you don't like You're how done. I'm going to, I'm going to assume how like Oklahoma state will be. And if I'm wrong, you will understand how happy I will be. But if, Oklahoma State loses like how it looks like it's going to right now. Truly, yeah. it looks like there's only about two or three guys that came to play tonight. Avery Anderson and Kate Cunningham. Yeah. I think Which yeah. last game it was just Avery Anderson. Yeah, Kate didn't. That's me. Yeah, I, I will agree there. But Kate was able to at least get to the free throw line. That's the way he was able to make up for it. But, I mean, Avery Jeez. was the only one that showed up. But, I mean, it seems like – Keelan showed up off the bench. Keelan has been having a lot of points off the bench. But besides that, like Matthew Alexander Moncrief fouled out and hasn't really done much. I mean, it's it's been interesting. Not... Cunningham got four steals a peach, which is insane. Yeah. Both of them have do, been doing really nice. But even though, like, some people point out, like, Bryce maybe had some good fits on the defensive side, uh, the – just the five personal fouls and automatically fouling out. Like, I know people are going to go at refs and talking about like the whistles and everything like that. But in, when you get to a point, it's just the fouls that are compounding have the time means that you're just not as disciplined as, as you seem to be. And I can also well, understand maybe you want to put a little bit on the refs, but once you get to the tournament, the refs are going to be hyperactive. That's just how things are going to be. I understand. Like, the refs in the Liberty game to me were bad. I think they missed flagrants, like a flagrant call on Cud Cunningham. But like foul problems have been our Achilles heel the last few weeks. Like that was just, that was something that through most of the season we didn't have a big problem with was foul trouble. But then we get into the Big Twelve tournament and we got guys fouling out almost every game. Yeah. Which any doesn't matter what how talented you have guys on that team, you cannot be getting into foul trouble because that bench isn't that big. Want me to tell you how you also lose rebounds? At least right now where we're at, I don't know how things are going to go for the rest of the game. There's 24 seconds as of right now. We are being out-rebounded 54 to 33. Jesus. Almost 20 rebounds. Like, I, I don't care if you want to call fouls. You can't get well, out-rebounded by 20 rebounds. Look at our free throw percentage, too. Yeah. Our, and here's the thing also. If you look at turnovers, 
Oregon State has turned the ball over 12 more times than us. Yeah. And they've gotten more rebounds. They're doing better with free throws. Well, we're gonna, we have 11 steals. They have two. They have 11 blocks. We have two. Exactly. And, like, yeah, we have two guys fouled out. But literally their starting lineup is being smart. And, of course, they're not in the situation where they have to foul. But they're smart with being able to play with guys with three or four fouls and not make dumb mistakes. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to have to try to figure out a way to make sure I can go back and rewatch this game. But, yeah, Oklahoma State, they haven't been able to get it done very much at the line, down by eight at this point. I assume they are going to take the L, but uh, I'm it stinks because you would think you should beat a team like this. But, yeah. again, it's one of those things, hard work beats talent. It's, just, it's very sad because this is probably – this probably would have been our best chance to make a deep run. Don't get me wrong, next year I do think we're still going to be a really good team because we have really young talent, even if Cunningham leaving. You know, we have Rondell Walker. Uh, the Boone twins are still only sophomores. Uh, Anderson. Anderson's uh, – let's see, he's a sophomore, isn't he? Uh, yeah, Avery Anderson's sophomore. And then Moncrief's a freshman and was a number one prospect out of Canada. So – I think next year we're still going to be a good team, but this was definitely our best opportunity to make a deep run. Yeah, this was because uh, Cade is definitely gone. He's number one overall draft pick most likely. So, Well, even after his his shortcomings in the tournament, I don't think that's going to restrict him. I don't think that's going to make him lose draft stock. No, nah, I don't think so either because no matter what for Cade, just offensively, the way he's so gifted, it makes up for any defensive shortcomings. And honestly, he's been able to perfect a little bit of those too. He's been getting better he's got, defensively. He's got five steals right now. Yeah, he's so, been doing I'm pretty – The thing is, like, sometimes he would lack off in some defensive situations where he kind of slack yeah. off a little bit. But the majority of the time, he's been able to keep it together in this back half of the season. But well, uh, and I think Cade's one of those guys that he is definitely a, a ceiling raiser. Like, he definitely elevates guys around him. And you take guys like that into the pros when they have NBA-level talent around them. Not to knock on any guys on our team, but not all these guys are going to go to the pros. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's – honestly, for the majority of these guys, they probably won't see the pros. They'll most likely jump around to EuroLeague teams, and they'll make their money elsewhere, but most likely won't go to the pros. But I think Kate has been able to help a lot of these guys out. I will say Avery has been the main one. Avery Anderson has been able to – blossom right next to a guy like Kate Cunningham I think Eisen some moments has been able to do pretty well with him I think the injuries that have really hampered him a lot because he hasn't been seeming like his normal scoring self whenever he's out there as we've been able to see so far uh but yeah I also think maybe some practice uh that Kate has been able to do with Keelan Boone has been working pretty well I mean because Keelan uh I hate to see that Kate air ball at the end of the of the game but yeah, I from what most likely is going to be, I don't think Oregon's going to score any more points. It's most likely going to be Oregon winning 80 to 70. So yep. congratulations to Oregon State for the victory. Uh, I hope they do pretty well in the next part of the bracket. They will be going up against, ah, have mercy for them, Loyola Chicago. Uh, which, well, my bracket just got ruined. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I had them losing next round to Illinois, so – I had them Whoops. in the final four. <laughs> oh. But I had them beating Illinois. So, yeah. you know. Well, I don't know. I still – I think Baylor's going to win it all. I just 
I've still got Gonzaga. Gonzaga's just too altogether. Well, I think it's I I have them playing each other, and yeah. I just think it's going to be a clash of Titans. Because I'm, that. I mean, Baylor just been putting the hurt on people, though. But Gonzaga has been too. I mean, they beat Norfolk State ninety eight to fifty five, which even if that's a one sixteen seed, that's still unprecedented. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it, it's crazy. I, uh, I'm, was there I'm, any other games y'all wanted to talk about at all? Nope. Any upsets or anything? Unfortunately, just kind of upset now <laughs> because it's and it's here's the thing. I think everybody sets themselves up for it, the high expectations that you have for something. And yeah. then once they fall short, you're just kind of upset. Mm-hmm. But Oregon State played their tail ends off. Yes, people are going to complain about the refs and how some things and honestly, I probably need to see if I can find a way to like restream this whole game so I can watch over and see what happened. Because, of course, since we were doing this, I'm not like half mm-hmm. watching the game. I'm mainly here with y'all. But yeah, it just kind of stinks right now. But uh, truly, the tournament's been really fun. A lot of various upsets. Love Oral Roberts and what they've been able to do. Uh, Lael Chicago, I think, might be the best like mid-tier team left in the left in the NCAA tournament. Uh, stinks that for Oklahoma State, they can't make it along. But uh, yeah, these other teams are going to – yeah, it's going to be a pretty big, epic tournament that we still got left. It's been – probably one of the more unprecedented tournaments we have in a while since like VCU and Wichita state were like in the final four was either elite. No, I'm pretty sure it was final four, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been pretty insane. It's definitely going to get crazier as the weeks go on. Mm-hmm. I, I think I pinned this from the beginning, but I definitely think this is going to be our best March madness or just the most exciting. Yeah. I mean, COVID has as much as we hate it, it has a level of the playing field on across sports. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, it's, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Like you never think about home court advantage really being a thing or even fans being a thing. But as we've seen with like the bubble, you had teams that had no business staying in games, staying in games. And it's the same thing with March Madness is you have no fans. You have very little crowd yeah. there. It's, made such an even playing field for everybody and so i feel like as this goes on we're going to see upsets this year that we will never see again yeah i i completely agree because in normal years abilene christian would not be beating texas we would yeah. not be losing to oregon state uh yeah. all these various things would not be happening but legit everything's pretty much a neutral court uh and it's the thing with the tournament it's one game you don't show up if you want to beat this you can uh, you don't show up, you get your ass kicked. That's yeah. pretty much how things worked, and we've seen it several times. You write that one down, Sam, in case you want to. <laughs> you, you probably want to just in case, but yeah, you don't show up, you end up losing, and that's what happens to a lot of these teams. West Virginia took an L. Texas took an L. We took an L. The good back half of the Big Twelve took an L because they didn't sit, they didn't show up in the right moments. But that's, same with the Big Ten too. Yeah, pretty much. And here's the thing, all these mid-major schools that people thought were going to get walked on, uh, basically they decided to show up and say, hey, we are things that you cannot throw away. We are teams that, yes, even though some of our uh, schools don't play the best of brackets we or best of uh, schedules, we still have great teams and we can go out and show you up. I mean, ORU has done that. Abilene Christian's done that so far. Uh, I believe there was another, like, a Christian team that's done that, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. You just hate to see that it's coming at Oklahoma State expense, Oklahoma State's expense right now. That's oh, yeah. why 
Shaka Smart's probably feeling that right now. Bob Huggins is most likely feeling that. But, I mean, hey, that's just how the things fall. At least Bob Huggins, he was able to get his 900th win, right? Yeah, yeah. He got it against uh, whoever they played last week, uh, Moorhead State. That's right. Yeah, they played Moorhead State. That was going to be like the one gimme that you knew they were most likely out. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, congratulations. My thing also is you got to realize you were able to at least make it this far. So well, we were least... also a four seed. Yeah. Which most time we get in, we're not that high. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's the thing though is when you had when you had the number one overall pick in the NBA draft, which I still think he is. Yeah. I, there's personal. I would, and this is just personally because I like Motoron. I take Jalen Suggs, just because I think he's got like the best overall. Like he's one of those. Oh, go ahead. I was saying their their chemistry at Zaga. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to translate so much better into the NBA. Because they are so unselfish with that ball, and that's why they're so good. Plus, Jalen Suggs, he's a guy that runs on 100, 100% of the times. He's phenomenal with it. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I think, I don't know, I feel like sometimes things get too hype. Like, it's all about the hype level. But I think Cunningham's still going to be the number one pick. Yeah, I think he will. I mean, just because offensively, he can pretty much get a bucket whenever he wants to. And comparing it to, like, half the guys in the NBA, he'll still be a phenomenal scorer. It wouldn't surprise me, like, right off the gate, he's going to be scoring basically, like, pretty close to 20 points a game like he does in the Big 12. If you can yeah. do that in the Big 12, yeah, you're going to translate over. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I will say thank you, for Cade, for coming here and for winning Big 12 Player of the Year and getting Oklahoma State this far. But uh, I, 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 really, I really wanted him to stay because I just thought defensively he can prove a little bit. But that's also – I think that might be closer and closer to me just nitpicking him as a player. And I'm just wondering if, like, the way I view things of, like, you're the tier of, like, what a number one overall pick is, is, like, in terms of, like, half the time I see it as, like, a generational type of player. As you see it as, like, going to be an all-star potential, most likely take a team to an NBA championship. But but then also, like, the number one overall is being more redefined as the generations go along. So it's just – I don't know if like I've just overanalyzed him at his time as his time here, but I'm I'm thankful that he was here and I got to watch him play. He had every reason to leave, especially yeah. with all the NCAA stuff going on. Oh yeah, with and, the NCAA stuff, he didn't have to stay here, but he did. I have more respect for him for that. So yeah, thank you for I, I mean showing up, man. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I would I have so much respect for every player on that team for sticking around because yeah. there's yeah. a lot there's a lot of talent on this team that had no ob- they did not have to stay. Yeah, because if they wanted to, the guys that came in could have transferred out. Ice yep. could have transferred out. Avery, all of them could have literally tra- transferred to different places, but they stuck. And I also got to give a lot of credit to Mike Boyden. That's what you have to do. Uh, if you don't give credit to Mike Boyden, then you are sh- you're surely miss- missing the picture because we went, I think, at least originally the season where they had us pegged at seven, which would have yep. been us scraping into the tournament. Uh, we did a lot better than we thought we were going to. And I think you've yeah. got to – you got to give a lot of credit of the progression of Kate Cunningham, the progression of Avery Anderson, all these guys, not only to like how Kate's been able to help affect people, but the coaching that Mike Boynton and the staff has been able to put together. You got to give them a lot of credit. He's definitely a generational coach and I'm glad he's with us. Yep. So now uh, it's just Chad Weiberg pay them. Yeah. I I know if if someone is in the office of like, Oh, is you paying people? Like, I know you're not, but Hey, if you are, Hey, how you doing? Uh, thank you for making it. Basically. I think this is now the longest one you guys will put out. Uh, but 100%. back to bag, hundred <laughs> percent. This will be longer than the first one. Yeah. Cause the last one was like, what? Two fifteen. 
221. 221. We're basically hitting 230 right now. Yeah. But basically just pay him. He deserves it with what he was able to do, basically taking Oklahoma State to the next level. So, yeah, good for Mike Boyne, what he was able to do, being able to take Oklahoma State the next step. Now next year will be his most interesting year, mm-hmm. as in, like, can he get over, like, because the bubble of Kate Cunningham was here, he helped lead Oklahoma State this far. Are they more than that? That's yeah. that's the main thing now. Or is it literally because because of Kate they went to the NCAA tournament? Because you know, you're gonna hear from Fran Fischel because he just doesn't know how to shut up about it. He's gonna mention Kate like he does every other time he does on ESPN and just talk about Kate kind of like, oh, he was here and they did this, 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 this. It's like cool. Okay, but you what have are, you have likely, they- you have Anderson, you have uh the Boons, you have yeah, Matthew Alexander Moncrief. Literally, they have a lot of guys, and I assume you're going to see a couple new faces in there, whether it's transfers or whether it's recruiting. Because, well, I mean, one- this kind of deal is it creates so much attention on a school. And you talk about why a lot of this should go to Boyan is he's this recruiting that he's done. Mm-hmm. You know, he got Cunningham against Kentucky, Duke, mm-hmm. all these big blue bloods, and we got him and we got Moncrief. Who is number one in Canada? Yeah. Exactly. So like he's he has every potential to make this a recruiting hot a hotbed. Exactly. This this year mainly because we've also seen all the blue bloods go down. This is a chance to at least for the next couple of years redefine the boundaries of what we see as blue bloods in in the NCAA. I'm not saying Oklahoma State could get up there. Yeah. But there is potential that Mike Boynton can help raise the stock of Oklahoma State, and this was kind of the beginning. He's finally finally was able to get the the groundworks for how things work, getting a couple big wins here and there, get some non-conference wins, get some conference wins that looked good. Get past the first round of the NCAA tournament, which I haven't seen in such a long time since uh, like what, like the first or second year of Travis Ford. I was going to say Ford was the last one because we got beat by Michigan with uh, yeah Underwood. Yeah, and then we lost twice to Oregon. I think it was like his first year where we – we won the first round, and then we got beat by Pittsburgh. But, I mean, to make it past the first round, that's a dub for me. You were at yeah. least able to show that you can get – you can make a little bit of depth in there. Now it's just next year you rebuild and reconquer. I, I'm i going to assume Oklahoma State, for one thing, I think the Big 12 will be close to what it was this year. I think oh, yeah. you're still going to see a bunch of guys stay. There's going to be some guys that will go, and you don't blame them. But this is the opportunity for Oklahoma State to capitalize and build. So yeah. – Thank you for everybody who stayed like for this season and did really well. Uh, mm-hmm. Good luck to Kate and how he's going to do. And I, I know that a lot of this, I'm definitely going to re-mention on my radio show tomorrow. So that'll be pretty fun. But this is the flag. This is like you're on the moon and you've, you've, you've planted the flag, but now what, where yeah. do you go from here? Are you going to travel to Mars or are you going to sit and marvel your flag and be like, we did it. We we did this one thing and we didn't move past it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And with that, does that conclude the two books podcast? That's all Ooh. I got. Does it? Question mark. That's all I got. Shoot. Is that all you got, Levi? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking about doing something funny and like to end it but it's 11 30 now we've been going for two and a half hours if what you want you it, if you want to end it let's do it <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna try to do like because i'm a i'm a fan of pro wrestling i was gonna try to do like a pro wrestling reference or something like that do it 
He's gonna be like, say, say your prayers and eat your vitamins, brother. Who we <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyone anyone who's still listening at this point just got a good you, laugh there. At that point, you like deserve a cookie or something you, like that. You do. You you are you are a real one. Um, yeah. What we need to do is you for the timestamps, you need to just put like each section we do mm-hmm. for this. It's a new cookie. Yeah. It's a new cookie. More, more cookies. Yeah. More cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, because oh. this is close to this is over two and a half hours. If oh, not yeah. right at two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be such a drop off next week <laughs> from like oh, two hours God. to like an hour. An yeah. hour, yeah. <laughs> um You'd be like, oh that guy's gone now. You <laughs> now we can have a just... little size podcast. <laughs> well, we're having we might have you back on again if any like shocking uh March Madness. I'm assuming it will happen. Any more um, shocking? Yeah, we'll have you on. And then if we'll Will Robertson's up in like the Elite Eight, I will. Oh my goodness! My cap, man. We'll have um, another guest on next week. His name is Ben. Um, he, I grew up with him. He's my best friend. Hey. Um, so we'll have him on. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, but thank you guys for listening to the Two Pokes Podcast, Season Two, Episode Nine. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Two Pokes Podcast, uh, at Sam Milik, at underscore Calpel underscore nineteen, and at Levi Peckerpaw. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Two Pokes and um, at Levi Peckerpaw on Twitter. Um, you can also follow the Ocast. I believe it's Ocali Ocast. Yes, on sir. Twitter. Um, definitely check out the Ocali, uh, the Ocast, the Ocali. Um, also use on Instagram if you do listen to the episode. Put hashtag Cal needs a Twitter. I yes. <laughs> do it. I, hashtag, if you see it on our story, slide up with hashtag Cal needs a Twitter. And just message him, get a Twitter, get a Twitter. Twitter. Just send, just do it to bully him. Bully him to get a Twitter. Get a Twitter I am blog people. Don't make me. <laughs> <laughs> do it. I dare you. I, I, I dare you. I dare if you, you. If you do it, then message me on my Instagram and I'll go follow you on Twitter. Yeah, there we go. Incentives. Bunch of clout chasers. There we go. Or you know, I just I might just make one for Cal with a picture of Cal and <laughs> don't don't you dare <laughs> use it like as Cal like a, a childhood picture of Cal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I can I can get I can get that from his mom. Yeah, that's, that's defamation. I will get that from Kathy. <laughs> Kathy, you, if you're listening, I need some pictures of Cal when he was younger. I say absolutely not. Would they most likely be on Facebook? I don't think Ooh, so. Cal and I are friends on Facebook, so there I don't post anything on Facebook. Yeah, but you get but tagged does, in things. Does, yeah, I was gonna say nope. this. This Cal's mom post stuff on Facebook. I nope. bet I could. I bet I could find something. Yeah, you can find something. Oh yeah, Cal. Anyway. That, that's the warning. You got to make a Twitter. We're gonna do that. This is defamation. I swear. Plus, here's the thing. You you would also want to get on Twitter because that's where all the hot news drops. Yeah, Cal. That's where I get most of my news from. I'm ashamed to say that, but you know that's where I get most of my news from. No. Yeah. That's why I stopped. <laughs> well, then where, where you want to get your news from then? Instagram. <laughs> That's report. worse. That's worse. Bleacher Report. You the only the, news I need. The Bleacher Report Twitter, honestly, is better than the Bleacher Report IG. Yeah. Except oh, no, for when it comes to notifications. Yeah. The notification. Um, Not yeah. as popping. <sighs> but anyway. Thank you guys for listening this week. Um, make sure you tune in next week. We'll have another mystery segment, um, potentially four guests. We'll see if we can get all four in. Um, I don't see why we wouldn't, but um, yeah. So thanks guys for listening. I'm going to get off here and go shower and then 
put myself to bed because I have work at eight in the morning. Um, I love my life so much. <laughs> um, but boys, it was an honor, truly. Um, always a blast. Awesome. Always a blast with the boys. Um, make sure you listen to the Two Folks podcast as well as all the other Ocali Ocast podcasts on uh, the Ocali Ocast pages on pretty much every pod- bleh, podcasting format. Um, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, you name it, it's on there. Um, go check it out. Um, don't just listen to us, listen to the other guys too. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some really good stuff. So, um, yeah, tune in next week. And oh, we'll also, oh. Uh, we'll put this at the end. If you do want to uh, join us and also make podcasts, I don't know if they'll listen this far, but if you do, uh, on the OCAST uh, Twitter, there's a link in our bio. You can go in there and apply and also check out where where other else we've got links out. I need to start being more active mm. on other various things, most active on Twitter, but you can go in there and apply for the OCAST and I'll try to get back to you as soon as possible. There you go. Yeah. So if you're interested in podcasting, hit Leapy up. Join uh, us. That, apply through that thing. It's a lot of fun, guys. It really is. Um, it's a cult, but it, it is a cult. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, 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 after after we sacrifice one of you, you get merch. You get merch. <laughs> Eventually you get. we'll make merch. We'll make merch. I still need to wear, I still need to make the hats. Um Yo, I want to be uh, rocking a two pokes dad hat during the summer. Oh, I got you, my guy. Got you. Cal already has merch that his parents got him or his sister got him. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Sister and uh, aunt and cousin. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, tune in next week. I have some good stuff for you. Um, stay frosty. Don't hug your grandma. Maybe hug your grandma at this point. You might be able to. Um, but yeah. Deuces. Please. Peace.